This episode of The A-Team is brought to you by FaceToFaceGames.com, Canada's number one source for Magic the Gathering card singles. Here's the thing, Sal. You know this just like I know this, right? People who buy boxes are not listening to us. They don't care what we say. No. You can tell them if you open that box, you're going to get a deadly disease and die. And then they'll be like, how much is it? Yeah. (laughs) Do I get a discount? Welcome to the A-Team Podcast, brought to your ears by manadeprived.com, home of Canadian magic. In 2010, a crack magic playing unit was sent to prison by the DCI court for mise they didn't commit. These men promptly escaped from a federal pound-me-in-the-ass prison to the Canadian underground. Today, still wanted by Wizards of the Coast, they survive as podcasters of fortune. If you have a problem, if no one else can help, and if you can find them, maybe you can listen to The A-Team. KYT. Sorry, Jay just agreed with Medina. My head exploded. Jay Boosh. Is this what it's like to be a brewer? Because that was exciting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's what it's like. I fucking, I take it all back. Scotty. I would really like you to, like, come clean. You just mulligan to land, land, elf sword every single game. And Medina. So anyways, I had to leave, obviously, because I'm just not going to sit here and watch chicks get naked when there's training to be done. And now, the A-Team. Hey, everyone. Welcome to episode 113 of the A-Team. As always... I'm here with KYT, Jay, and Scott. What's up? How's it going, guys? <laughs> now you know what's like, eh? The intro every show. That was oh, fucking. There's, that was terrible. That sounded like so shit. Pressure. There's so much that, pressure. That's not being recorded, is it? Yes. <laughs> Who's this? Who's Hello, this I'm Jonathan Medina, and uh. uh... <laughs> <laughs> It's uh, so, uh, what was he talking about? Oh, yeah, sharking someone. <laughs> I did this trade with this kid, and then his father ran after me because I ripped off his binder. <laughs> okay, so you, gotta, you gotta start somewhere, Sal. We all I know, I know. Like you, you know. No, no, no. <laughs> so, so for those of you that haven't picked up yet, we have a, a very a special guest tonight. We've got Sal. Hello. Owner, proprietor, and uh, overall nice guy over at uh, FaceToFaceGames.com. He's the guy that you know pays the bills and fills our pockets with uh, f- fantastic fraud monies. So, <laughs> Sal, welcome to the show. Thank you very much, guys. It's a pleasure being here. Awesome. Sal has a lot of really cool things to unveil to all of you and unleash upon you, the public. But we're not going to let him do it until we're done talking our shit. So, um, yeah, you'll have to wait. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so stick around. I'll yeah. stick around. Okay. Like I, I, said, to the I, I got no life. I was talking to the listeners, dude. Of course you're gonna stick around. Watch it, Medina. <laughs> He's like, I'll crush you with my wallet. That's right. Plus, <laughs> <laughs> cruel this weekend. It's gonna be pretty thick. Yeah, I know. I so, know. John. So, John, listen. You were absent last week. Yes. So, why don't you tell us what you've been doing to contribute to the magic community in the last, you know, 14 days? In the last 14 days, how have I contributed to the magic community? That's a loaded one, right? That's pretty good. Hmm. Basically, all I'm asking is, did you play any magic? But, uh, you know, if you contributed as well, that'd be fine. 
Oh uh, yeah, I didn't contribute to the community at all. Um, <laughs> other than uh, other than editing and stuff on legit MTG, um, I played EDH. That was the only thing I played this week or right. these last two weeks. Um, I've been doing a lot to uh, to prepare the store, like doing a lot of stocking and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, buying all kinds of collections um, and uh, stuff like that. So that just takes a lot of time to sort through. So the only time I've had is to play EDH. So I got some EDH games in with my. Um, Ah, man. Corondor? I don't even know how to pronounce the name. Corondor Ghost Chieftain K- deck? Car- Carador, yeah. Carador. Yeah. I like calling him Corondor. That's fine, dude. <laughs> do what you want. Fucking idiot. <laughs> <laughs> get, get hey, I can call him what I want to call him, man. We're, we're allowed to say that on the air? Oh, my God. <laughs> no, not just, you. I'll just key it. Not the French. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. What's wrong with the French? What's oh, my God. We don't have enough time for this. <laughs> What's wrong with calling him Karandor? I don't get it. Oh, uh, nothing. It's... That's not his fucking name, maybe. What's his name? What's, What's his wrong name? with calling you Thomas? I don't care if you call me Thomas. That's fine. It's not that <laughs> you don't care. It's that it's still wrong. You asked what was wrong. There's nothing wrong with it. It's my EDH general. I can call whatever I want. Yeah, that's true. You could you could call yeah, it Daruk in well, your Karandor. Well, it's, it's interesting. Game. It's just because you know there's Daru. there's actually no N in the word in the name. So I'm I, like I'm sure you could call it's it whatever silent. you want. <laughs> no, it's not silent. It's like it's invisibly present. It's invisibly present. Yeah. <laughs> it's Mexican. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> so, Carandior. Carandior. It's your. Yeah. Oh man. Bear, well, it's I okay. Found out about this new card for that deck. Um, I was running Ranger's Path. Sure. Uh, so I was like, yeah, man, Ranger's Path is awesome in this yeah. deck. Then you and, found uh, Sky Shroud Claim. Right? Huh? Then you found Sky Shroud Claim. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh my Some, god. <laughs> somebody was like, hey, you knew. How come you're not running Sky Shroud Claim? I'm like, what's that? They're like, oh man, it's a common out of Nemesis. So I was like, what? I had to go find a foil. And foils of that thing are like between 10 and $20. Man. Yeah, they're insane. 20 bucks on these games. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I said between 10 and 20 20 is the higher end, you know? So, I mean, if you want to pay the higher end, you can definitely go to a... <laughs> Why would you want to go anywhere else? Right. Oh, man. This is going to be fun. I can already tell. <laughs> so I found out about Sky Shroud Claim. I put that in my deck. Um, I threw in an Angel Serenity. Uh, that's that's pretty good in EDH. And uh, and I killed people with, uh, with you know, uh, Mike and Trike uh, in Tooth and Nail. It was sweet. Oh, it's, what is Mike and Trike? Uh, uh, Machaeus and uh, Triskelion. Oh, Mike and Trike. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Have you ever used that combo? No. I don't play bad cards. Do you know how it works? <laughs> no, John, I don't. Why don't you explain to me? You want me to explain to you? All right, check yeah, it out. Please. Check it out. Check it out. So, <laughs> so right, what you do, right, is you... Yeah, what do I do? Okay. Okay, so you play Tooth and Nail. Preferably Holy shit, with tooth a Besieger. Preferably with a Besieger and, shelter call. And you entwine it. What's and you entwine it. What does the Besieger do? The Besieger makes it so that douchebag blue players cannot counter your spell. Oh, suck it, douchebag blue players. Suck it. So then you play that, and then everyone's like thinking that the game is still going to go on, so they're looking at their hands still. I don't know why. And then I go to my deck, <laughs> and there's like, there's like one dude who's like already scooping his cards up because he already knows what's going to happen. He knows and what's up. Everyone's like, what? What are you doing, man? He's like, dude, you just need to get my trike. And they're like, what? Huh? And so I'm just like, Triskelion. I love candies. Candies, everybody gets candies. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, Triskelion and uh, Machaeus. The way it works is Machaeus gives your dudes undying. 
So Triskelion comes into play with three plus one plus one counters, and you can remove a counter to shoot a dude or a, pers- or, or a player. A dude or a person? A dude or a dude bro. Okay, so you can shoot either one. Yeah. So what you do is you remove two counters and shoot someone, and then that last counter, you remove it and shoot the Triskelion, and then it dies, right? Right. And then it comes back because it has them dying with four counters. Crazy. And then you just do that over and over again. So the, t- the, the one time that I got the combo with it, I had to do, I had to do some misdirection, you know? Uh, because one of the players had a mimic bat on the board. Okay? So what that means is when I kill my Triskelion, they can choose to put it on the mimic bat. And then it doesn't then die. Okay. Active player, non-active player. Yeah. But it still doesn't, it doesn't undie, right? Well, you just, well, yeah, no. so the issue is, is that you have to uh, just do it at instant speed on your opponent's turn. Oh, okay. Because then it's active player, not active player, yeah. and your ability was on the stack last, which means wow. it resolves first. Blowing my mind. Okay, I thought yeah. I had to use misdirection, right? <laughs> yeah. Just wow. to wait to this Blowing my mind. So, so I was just, like, trying to, trying to get by to make him not notice the, uh, you know, the trigger, and he did it, so I just killed everyone. And I'm wow. just like, I do this combo, and then they're like, yeah, yeah, I guess so. And then I'm like, don't say anything about the Mimic Bat. Don't say anything about the Mimic oh. sure. <laughs> So you would get him by him tapping it out or something. So, John, <laughs> I'm going to pass this one along, because maybe this is another card that you've never heard of. Because if you've never heard of Sky Shroud Claim, then the chances that you've heard of Vidalcan Orrery are probably similarly low. Oh, no, you... I, I used to play Vidalcan Orrery on all my decks. Oh, okay. Because then you can just do anything yeah. you want all the time, I, and it doesn't matter. I cut that card out of every single EDH deck I've ever made, ever. Yeah. Yeah. I, I also, it just, it just, you know, it just, you know, you know. I also cut it. I feel the same way. It doesn't really do enough. Like the blue deck. Yeah. I, I run the ley line. In the oh blue yeah. Deck yeah. You get the stick. Like oh, got it on turn one. But in like the the grindy like junk deck. I don't really care about playing stuff on their turn, you know what I mean? I'm just going to, like, my turns are going to be epic, you know? All right. So, so yeah, but thanks for the, the listeners might enjoy that. I'm just saying, you know, like, if you're all, all up in the arms of these douchey blue players, you know. It's like, you know, you want to play some EDH? Yeah, sure. Do you play blue? Yeah. Oh, Fuck then, you! I don't want to play with you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, then, oh, then never mind. Oh, then. <laughs> But yeah, generally, Tooth and Nail plus Entwine, if it actually resolves, should be game over in like 99% of the time. I, I play with some EDH players who don't purposely don't have combos that can kill you with yeah. Tooth and Nail. Like, so they're like, yeah, so they're like, I'm going to Tooth and Nail. I'm like, all right, I'm scooping. And then they're, <laughs> like, they're like, no, man. Hold on! Hold on. I'm just getting, you know, these two stupid, like, inane creatures that don't matter. And I'm like, what? Why would you do that? Why don't you just kill us? We'll go to the next game. And they're like, no, man, that's not how I play. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. I don't want to kill you now. I want to kill you with these guys five turns from yeah, now. Yeah, that's even worse. That's, I know. That's worse. That's, that's But terrible. they don't get to kill, because they, they get out their dorky guys and, like, do whatever, draw cards or whatever, and then you're like, oh, the next dude's, like, Wrath of God, and then they're like, oh, okay. Like, oh, I thought those were going to stick. Shoot! Uh, <laughs> Thank God I get to play more magic cards. I get to draw more cards and dirtle harder. Are you serious? Yeah. For me, like I, I'm, I'm down to get the EDH game over with, so we can just play another one. Yeah, yeah, me too. And you know what I hate is people don't understand that that's a fucking douchey piece of shit, garbage, bronze cue motherfucker thing to do. I fucking hate that. I hate that in every game I play, every fucking game. What? Just the dra- drawing playing, it out? 
We're playing Risk, and you got 58 armies this turn, and you got 68 last time, and you're not killing anyone because you think it's root. Oh, okay, sure. I'll just. Oh, I got three armies this turn. Oh, sweet. Oh, sweet. <laughs> sweet. Oh, we're playing Dota, and you guys are fucking raping our faces, and you're like 38 levels ahead of us, and we're not doing anything. We're just fountain camping, and you guys aren't going to kill us. Oh, okay, sweet. Sweet game. Sweet game, bros. For those of you that don't know what Dota is, it's the same in LOL and Han. Uh, you know. Oh, EDH, where you have a fucking hard block because you're a douchebag blue player, but you have no win conditions in your deck? <laughs> yeah. No, I really wanted to come here and listen to you tell me how much foil Korean cards are, you <laughs> fucking asshole. <laughs> Fuck you. In other news, that's why I don't play EDH at uh, Phoenix Comics on Wednesday nights anymore. So, <laughs> fuck that guy. I hope you listen to the show and fuck you. <laughs> and the other thing I hate is, like, I'm trying to speed the game along. I, I'm a progressive kind of guy. I want to move forward, right? But yeah. there's some people I just don't get. Like, I'm going to kill somebody, right? I'm like, yeah, attack you with my dudes. And then they'll do something stupid, like tap their maze of it and untap my biggest dude. And I'm like, what are you doing? Oh, I don't want him to die yet. I'm like, why not? Like, let's end this game, bro. Like, <laughs> what like, are you doing? There's a difference. And then he'll, yeah. Go ahead, go ahead. No, and then he'll just sit there and, like, police you the whole game. He won't let you kill somebody. It's like, <laughs> attack. Oh, uh, no, I'm an evacuation. I'm like, I wasn't even attacking you. Yeah, yeah, but, uh, you know, he's, he's not ready to die yet. I'm like, that guy, uh, he's, that guy, you know, he, he didn't, he's mana screwed, you know? <laughs> So like, just give the guy a break, man. Play more lands, bro. Yeah. <laughs> He's like mana screwed. It's like, how many lands you got in there? Twenty four. Yeah. Like, okay. Well, uh, that's what happens when you run twenty four lands in a hundred percent deck. But but my casting cost curve stops at five. Are yeah, you fucking you still have to draw, bro? You still I know. Have to draw the lands. No, I know, I know, I know. This is the fucking EDH deck over. Oh man! Just yeah. for for the listeners, uh, how much lands do you guys run in your EDH decks? Like forty. Yeah, I'm forty. Ma- I'm forty mana sources, non-negotiably. But some of them are, you know, like yeah, yeah. But forty I'm, mana sources for sure. I'm in the forty mana source uh, area. I run about thirty-six lands, and then I run rocks and like yeah. In yeah. my in my junk deck, I lands, run like lands is a is a weird definition because like maze of Ith obviously does not count as a land. It counts yeah, as no, right, right, yeah, correct. Yeah, I mean, if you're trying to do like thirty-six lands and you have like. A maze of it, and like you know, and like a mystic maze, and like a, mystic, a <laughs> all this crap that doesn't refuge actually. And... Yeah. yeah, then you're yeah. a fucking idiot, bro. Yeah, you're an idiot. I mean, like, there's there's the difference between like being that guy and then being the guy that also is like, oh, I turn forward you, like turn four hard lock. Oh, okay, sweet. Yeah, I don't <laughs> mind the game ending if we've all at least had a chance to play some cards. Yeah, like the one guy's like, oh, it's turn two for him, and he's got a bounce bounce land out. Oh, sweet. <laughs> my sweet, my uh, favorite thing to do when that happens is to strip mine that dude. <laughs> oh, yeah, you always do. My, it's, you know what's better than strip mining it is like when you have Soul Ring and it's the turn three fucking plow under. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Or like just Benser it. When I'm playing my blue deck, I'll just Benser it. It's like Soul Ring, boom, Benser your bounce land. <laughs> nice. <laughs> <laughs> and then everyone looks at me at the table like, you know, like I just killed someone. They're like, dude, what'd you do that for? I'm like, I don't know. It was funny. <laughs> do you play Cephalid Constable too? Because that card makes me oh, fucking no. cry. No, but that's kind of nasty in EDH. Oh, it's man, really bad, yeah. Yeah, it's really nasty. Like, if you yeah, play that in a Bant deck, like like an, an Overfeek deck, with like Exalted, and you fucking make him huge, oh. and Finest Hour and shit, you just like put, it's like casting Cyclonic Rift every fucking turn. It's hilarious. I, oh man, I want to build this deck just because of that. Yeah, it's pretty fun. 
That's insane. But yeah, so yeah, I played some Commander Two yesterday. It was fun. Uh, I haven't built any new decks, but I I looked at the one on uh, CMDR decks, which is an Asperia. It just went up, I guess, this last week, and it's somebody's blue white Asperia Supreme Judge list. Mm-hmm. And it's like 15 creatures and a million fucking card drawing counter spells. And it makes me laugh really hard. It's probably fucking terrible, but it was pretty sweet looking. It made me laugh. Did you see anything from the new set that, like, I like that Prime Speaker Sugana, like, for an EDH channel? Oh, and Commander, she's going to be absurd, right? Like, yeah. Because everything's big and you're going to have a million turns to fucking cast a million cards. You know what else I've seen? Uh, speaking of drawing cards, I've seen someone running Sphinx's Revelation in EDH. Yeah. And, like, I like because I haven't played EH right because I've been playing like constructed so I haven't played EH in months so like this last two weeks is I'm kind of getting back into EDH mm-hmm. I am um, you know I got my my decks rebuilt and I've been like trying to make changes like I said I added an angel serenity after like three months of like <laughs> of it being legal yeah okay yeah so like so then like I I was uh, I was watching someone play and they played a Sphinx's Revelation I'm like oh I'm like man that thing is so sick in EDH. Especially when it's 14 cards deep and they still have mana back. (laughs) Yeah, it's like if they have the, like if you have the dude who untaps a Seaborn Muse, it's like, oh shit. Draw all these cards. Oh, I'm going to activate my Alchemist Refuge, play a um, friggin' the guy who gets a card back from the graveyard, play a whatever, the green guy. Draw my Sphinx's Revelation again. Eternal Witness, do it again. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's really sick. Play my Vancer's Journal Eternal for Witness. Value. Eternal Witness. Yeah. Is Play game. my Vancer's Journal for, val- for Value. Go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and now we're playing Standard. That's right. <laughs> Sweet deck, bro. So, so speaking of Standard, Jay, you actually went out and played Standard FNM this week, didn't you? Yeah, and it was fucking terrible. <laughs> terrible? Tell me all about it. I agree. Yeah. So I was like, oh man, you know what I need to do is not ever take these cards that I set aside while casting and learning about this aura deck. I need to just leave those at home and then go to FNM and then buy them all because I'm an idiot. <laughs> Uh, so and I a raced, baller, apparently. Yeah, and yeah. A so I like I like raced around trying to like <clears throat> trying to buy these cards for this deck, and then I got totally trade sharked by this like. Uh, I don't want to like use the race card here, but the this totally gangly toothed like KYT person, uh, who like is a super value trader, and I'm sure like I'm sure I've met this person like in Toronto, like even at like even at like fucking Harry T's. I feel like this guy tried to scum me. I don't know what the deal oh, with that is. It was pro- probably not him, but I think I know who you're talking about. Yeah, probably we not. But together. I feel like it was the same guy. So was it your brother so then- KYT? <laughs> he like he like you know it was really great because he provided like he traded me cards that I needed like absolutely needed for the deck and could not play the deck without. But he definitely took more like way more value than you know he prayed he prayed on me for sure. He did the old black lotus for a fucking crawl worm trade. There, did, buddy. did you feel like you had to shower afterwards? I didn't feel like I needed to, but uh, you know I mean I crushed the F and M. So why I'm, did you I'm, let him, why did you let him get away with that? Because it was that or play blue white flash no, no, no. again. Here's the secret, man. Value traders need your cards. Yeah. They need your cards. So, like, even though they're putting on the front, like, oh, I don't need your cards. I'm the value trader. I'm in control. Like, you can really, you can really get them because they need them. They need them to, to stay in business, man. So, like, if you just, like, if you beat up on them or if you offer them just a little value and be like, look, I'm not going to get totally bent over here. I'll give you, I'll throw in this thing on top of, of, of a fair deal. And then uh, you you tell me if you want to do that or not. And if somebody tells me I'm going to throw in this five dollar card on this deal, 
Are you going to do it or are you, or are you not? I'm not going to be like, nah, dude. Like, of yeah, course. This guy, this guy might have been like that. And the, 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 the part, the point. Oh, then he's was, an idiot. He's the an point idiot. was, yeah, and the, it's totally possible he's an idiot. The point was that I couldn't afford, like, he knew that I couldn't afford really to, for him to say, like, no, right? I was, I was in the dirt. So, so I got these cards and I'm playing this day and it's like, yeah, I'm like building it and I'm like, oh my God. And then they're like pairing for the first round. And I'm like, I haven't even cracked open my brand new pair of sleeves yet. Because, you know, <laughs> I a new deck. I got to put him in brand new pink sleeves, right? Nice. So I'm like, shit. But then I'm like, whatever, table. I just call <laughs> table. like I call table like super fast and I continue to like try to sleeve my deck like super fast, right? And then I'm okay. like, okay. like, like super, like super fast. Super fast. Super fast. And then <laughs> so what, ends, what ends up happening, uh, what ends up happening is like five minutes go by and I'm like, there's nobody else that has like the balls to wait five full minutes after calling table to just get a game loss. Like I'm the only person that will do that. So, <clears throat> so uh, what happens is I'm like looking around and I'm like, huh, what's going on? What's, what's going to happen here? And I go up and I'm like, hey, Cody, uh, Cody Crossman, who's you know the 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 local I guess to for for Phoenix that night. I'm like, so. Uh, who am I playing? And he goes, uh, oh, you got the bye. Oh, sweet. <laughs> <laughs> so my first round, I crushed that opponent, whoever that guy was. He didn't, he showed up, you know, he didn't drop from the tournament, but he was in every round. He went 0-4. And uh, <clears throat> so I... Uh, JJ, quick question. Were you playing John Stern's, like, exact yes, 75? Exact, exact okay. Sternsky. Okay. Yeah. So, <clears throat> so I'm, I'm, uh, I'm rocking that. And I, I was missing one Spectral Flight. Uh, so, and I didn't have time to look for it in the common box, because that's like a, like a fucking no man's land. Holy shit. So, I, uh, I played like a main deck, uh, Feeling of Dread instead, which I never drew, and which I sided out every match. So, I should have just cheated and played like 59 cards, but whatever. Um, and then, so I played in the first real round that I played in, I played Red Deck Wins. And I took it to three, and, I mean, Red Deck wins, I felt like, I asked John about this, and I said, you know, like, how is that not your bad matchup? And he was like, no, I just crush fools all day, whatever. But I had a hard time with it. It was like, every guy I played, he's just like, yeah, electricery, or fucking, uh, don't draw the enchantments, and then what do you do against Red Deck? You just lose, because they curve you out? Yeah. <laughs> That's fucking terrible. So, <clears throat> that was difficult. Took it to three games. Second round opponent, uh, or third round opponent, I guess, at that point, because I got the buy, uh, was playing... Have you guys heard of this Burn at the Stake deck? Yeah. Oh, my God. <sighs> Tell me about it. I've heard rumors, but I haven't actually seen it. Basically, like, four... It's three to four color um, tokens, basically. And it, it, like, fucking ramps those out. And then it Burn at the Stakes you on, like, turn five, I want to say, generally, uh, for, like, 27... <laughs> And then you just are dead. Uh, and it can do it as early as turn four, mainly because of things like uh, battle him. Yeah. Uh, so they can, like, battle him, battle him, and then there's a, card, there's a red card that lets you get cards back from your graveyard, I believe. Right? Well, there's Pass in Flames. Yeah, Pass in Flames. So then they get free battle hymns, which connect them mana, right? And then they burn at the stake you. Some of them also play Epic Experiment. Yeah, mm -hmm. okay. So that's like an unbeatable bomb. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I played him in the in the third round, and he again took it to three games, uh, and he just got unlucky. Like 
Like, this deck is really terrible against a bunch of tokens that you just block with and inevitably <laughs> for a million. Um, so that sucked. But I took him to three games and beat him. And then in the last round, I played against Red Deck Wins um, again and bluffed the fuck out of my opponent. Uh, so we're playing, and if he can he can attack me on the, on the swing uh, and put me at like two or three life, but he doesn't have a burn spell in his hand. Um, and then uh, I can kill him on the crackback if I have any enchantment in my deck, uh, or in my hand. I, of course, have three lands in my hand. But he's like, oh, man, I can kill you, but on the crackback and, like, blah blah And I'm like, yeah, on the crackback, like, that's pretty crazy. Like, I'll just, you know, play this Rancor and fucking get you. <laughs> and he's just like, oh, fuck. Like, yeah, so he doesn't attack with his red deck. You know, he's playing it safe with his RD dubs. And uh, it, was a, it was another good game. But, again, took it to three because there was matches where I just didn't have enchantments. And he just, like, turn one, turn, turn three, Pyreheart, Wolf, you're dead. Oh, okay. You know? In one game, he even only had a fucking turn, turn one guy and then didn't play anything until turn four and then played a Hellrider and still got me to seven. <laughs> oh, God. Like, oh. I, I, love that, I love that you were like, yep, I could just crack back with the Rancor. And the kid's like, yeah, probably. Like, if somebody <laughs> said that to me, I'm just like, oh, he ain't got shit. Like, <laughs> like if, I ha- if someone has the Rancor, they're not going to be like, Hey, don't forget about the rancor in my hand, bro. Yeah, that's true. Like, I'm gonna kill you. Are you sure you want to do that? Like, no. Obviously, you're not gonna say that. You're just gonna be like, "What's the play, bro?" And then they're gonna be like, "Oh, nothing." And then you're like, "Rancor, kill you, boom." It wasn't so obvious, but it was like, yeah, it was like, "What's the play? What are you gonna do?" I mean, like, come on, yeah, I could crack you back. What's going on? Come on, you gotta make a choice. You gotta make a choice. And uh, you know, this guy sounds like a drooly man. He, 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 he I think he's drooly, and he's never beaten me. Uh, but he, but he's actually a very good player. Because <laughs> he's never beaten you because you always have it in his mind. You know what I mean? Exactly. That's exactly right. You, you, you got an auger bolus in your blue-white deck, and you're like, yeah, dude, could have the Rancor. I don't know if you want to do that. <laughs> and he's oh, like, yeah. yeah, you could have the Rancor. I probably should just die next turn instead. Yeah, I just scoop. <laughs> so, yeah, so overall, you enjoyed the deck? You didn't enjoy the deck? What? But it's definitely like a combo deck. Like it's definitely a all or nothing. You know, if you don't have it, like you don't really have a battle plan after that. You know, <laughs> what do you do? You're like, oh, my opening hand is five lands, an invisible stalker, and a geist. Okay. Or like, uh, even then, like you could probably play that. But there's a lot of times where you have invisible stalker and like one enchantment, and then they kill your invisible stalker, and you're like, well, eh. Or you mold the. <laughs> You or know. maybe of the three guys special, you know? That, that <laughs> hand is always sweet. And triple the, Geist and lands. I mean, Triple Geist isn't, isn't too bad because a lot of people are afraid of Geist. So you can just, like, Geist, and then they're like, oh my god, kill that somehow. And you're like, yeah, Geist. And then they're like, oh, okay, I'll, I guess I'll wrath this one Geist because he obviously doesn't have anything else. And then you can Triple Geist them. But the problem with that deck is you're, you're not playing control. So the Triple Geist special actually just is terrible. <laughs> right? Yeah, I know. Because you have nothing to fall back on. You know, and control the triple gate special. Sometimes, okay. No. No. In your control deck, the triple guy special's gonna get there? I don't think so, dude. Two lands, right? Triple guy special, and two yeah, man- and two mana leaks? Fuck yeah, I'd play that. Oh, obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Now, we're, now we have the sickest hand ever. Two mana leaks, three guys, and two lands. <laughs> and, and obviously, you rip the third land and the fourth, and you're just like, yeah. I don't know, man. Well, 
in a million turns are going to rip the fourth land. Yeah, obviously, you're. Yeah, I mean, like some kind of noob or something. So obviously, I'm an EDH player, man. So, so how was it being back in the saddle at a standard event? Uh, it was it was pretty good. Like you know, I mean, it wasn't as bad as when I played like Blue White Flash, and I'm just bored while I like just crunch my like that's you know. And, it, and I didn't have to play Band Control all night, which I was so happy for, because fuck that deck. Like, it's it's a good deck, and it's the best deck, and fine to play to PTQ and stuff. But, like, at FNM, I don't want to have a 48-minute game one. That's terrible. That's terrible. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, oh, that I makes know. sense. I know, man. It's fun. It was really fun to play. And, uh, you know, yeah, I was, it was, I was glad to be there. <laughs> Time... <laughs> He's like and, trying to convince himself. He's like, "Hey, yeah, 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 yeah." It was, it was good. I had a good time. I that moved again. I'd probably go back. You know. All right. <laughs> well, I I ended up uh, at F and M myself this week, which was oh, a whole hell of a lot of fun. I was uh, I mentioned last week that I was working with a uh, cranny on building like a an Esper control deck for modern and. Yeah, so I, I dirtled with that for a while, and it was fine, it was fun, and it showed me um, some card strengths, whatever. But as I was kind of, like, browsing the internet for lists, and I didn't know what I was going to play, I happened upon an evolution of the blue-white, splash-black Spreadum deck from GP Toronto, which was, like, Planeswalkers removal and, like, spreading seas and all that sort of crap. And I thought the deck looked cool, and I wanted to give it a try, like, at some <laughs> point anyway. Wait, a blue-black? I know, a blue-white uh, control list that Scott was interested in. What? Yeah, Who? Yeah, what? Yeah, I know. I know, I know. Strange, right? Anyway, so it was hey, you old. You ruined my joke, man, by the way. Well, it's because it's about as old as, you know. Like 15 episodes ago, every episode. Yeah. I know, but I like to make it, and you just, like, <laughs> shit on it, man. Yeah. 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 You're like 10th today. You're anyways, right. um, so, so, anyways, it was, uh, it, I honestly, it was a ton of fun. The, the evolution, obviously, of it just basically plays some counter spells and shifts around a bunch of the numbers and stuff, which is really relevant because not having any counter magic, you basically just roll over and take it up the shitter from every combo deck ever. Oh. And that's really hard and modern to handle. Um, so I decided to make some changes. I added some some counters. I, I basically took a list, tweaked it a very little amount, and took it to F and M. I ended up going um, what was it? Two uh, two, a close one in the finals to twin. Um, but like, absolutely had a shit ton of fun playing this deck. And, I love how he calls the final match the finals. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, was, He's like, was, I went two two, close one in the finals. finals. <laughs> well, it's the final match, right? Anyways, uh, you weren't in the finals, bro. It was no, the final well, match. No, but you know what? I was kind of thinking about that, but I was gonna let it slide. That's fine. <laughs> I, I would have, in all fairness, if I'd won, I would have prized. So it's fine. But yeah. but anyways, yeah, it was ten dollars uh, credit. Okay, we well, get. sure. Hey, you know what? It's, it's my money back, right? But uh, but it was it was a really good time. I had an absolute blast playing the deck, and it was so much fun. Let me tell you how crazy absurd Jace is in modern. Like Jace Four Architect of Thought is fucking awesome. I think we talked about this the last time I brought this up with the deck list. But like flipping over cards, I had I had one mini factor fiction for my opponent, and I was like, okay, here, uh, let's see, would you like me to have Path to Exile, um, Batter Skull, or Gideon? It's like, sweet. 
you lose. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was really good. Uh, but like shit like that was just awesome. I was flipping over these piles, which are insane. Gideon was a whole lot of fun. There's a, a, a healthy amount of aggro that was there. So it was, it was just, uh, it was a really good experience all around. I tweaked the deck a little bit more. I've actually added like Jace 1.0 in blue decks is really good right now. Um, I grinded the hell out of it with over the weekend. Um, and uh, it's at a place where I'm really happy right now. And then, of course, they go ahead and print um, the fucking uh, Death to All Tokens card, which basically, like, takes my deck and really just, like, makes it shitty. Err. Yeah. yeah, I was going to say Sh- err. It's, yeah. it's really not that bad, honestly. The list isn't that bad. Um, I'm, I'm really happy with it. It plays really well. It's a lot of fun. And, and it's, it's worthwhile looking at. So if any of you want to actually get the list and hear about it, uh, hit me up on Twitter, send me an email, whatever, and uh, I'll ship out the list. But it's now, what what kind of aggro did you play against? Like, was it just like the red black deck, or was it like you know? So I other played kinds it... of like weird aggro was yeah it, like, yeah it's a bit a bit of weird aggro. So I actually so first round opponent I played against Merfolk. He was he was actually the one that beat me. But first round opponent I played was Merfolk uh, with counterbalance. Okay. Okay. So he plays a counterbalance blind, basically, right? But, like, it's merfolk. So I'm basically never, ever resolving a two-drop ever. Well, I it's mean, like, it's always a blind counterbalance, right? In modern, it is, right. Yeah. yeah, but I just thought it was, like, who's playing that? You know, like, ugh. But then you you stop and you think about the cards that are in modern, and, like, in my deck in particular, and I was like, oh, Mana League, nope. Remand, nope. Spreading Seas, nope. This is, like, game one, right? And I'm like, wow, <laughs> all of these cards. Spellskite, nope. I'm like, oh, all of these cards that are trying to generate generate me tempo. I'm like, oh, uh oh, I'm just fucking dead. <laughs> By the way, price alert: Spellskite is four dollars now. Yeah, what Whoa. was it before? That's two dollars. Two, two bucks. Yeah, mm. it was. I feel that's $2. like whoa. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's yeah. Like, it's gonna, everybody it, wants that as yeah, a cyborg it's gonna, card. It's on its, its way up, man. It it's the next la- it's the next ley line of next ley line of sanctity, sir. Ley line of sanctity. Ooh, it's the card that I sold the most of on my PT last weekend. Spellskite. Really? So where do you yeah. think it's gonna where do you think it's gonna land, Sal? Oh right now it's at five bucks and my Oh it's four on legit MTG. On where? I said it's four on legit MTG. You put it up to five already? Yeah, I've had it at five for a little bit and uh, they're going they're going strong. So yeah, it's a five it's probably like a five dollar card now. I I'm making it go up. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah. you, huh? Yeah, you, you, and deck. you and your stupid deck. We're gonna get to that in a minute too. Anyways, um but yeah, it's it's uh it, that was a really crazy deck. So Merfolk was tough. Um, mono. I played against a, a mono black aggro list, which was actually pretty insane. Um, using like Le- um, Liliana and uh, like the Liliana of the Dark Realms, because like oh. you're fetching a million fucking swamps, and he's playing like Corlash, which is actually really Ooh. good when you're ramping up like crazy. Oh, man, I have a little crush on Corlash. Yeah. And, so, and stuff like that, like messengers and all that crap. So it was pretty. It was a pretty neat deck. But um, I played against Infect, so I beat Infect as well. Main deck Spellskite is a fucking house. <laughs> I mean, you have Path to Exile Spellskite, you know. You know. So one of the cards that I actually love in the list is Oust. Like Oust in Modern is Ooh. really, really good, and mm-hmm. and because it doesn't like. I mean, you can use it against cards like Wormcoil Engine. Like it's got similar utility, right? But like I hate cast a path to exile like a death right shaman just to fuck up jun's tempo like it's just bad right but i have no problem ousting it especially because then they have to really consider what they're doing with their fetch lands like if if everyone's using fetch lands to cure their to fix their mana and like being able to take care of one of those guys or one of those utility guys 
when they're relying on these fetches to get their mana is actually a huge stumbling block in tempo. And the three life to me doesn't matter because like how many else do you run? So, so I'm running two right now, and I would like literally consider running a third. Um, but I have to take a look at at the deck a little bit more closely to to make some other changes to make sure that I'm not right out. Like the fact that its sorcery speed is relevant. And that's why I don't want to go like too deep on it because you do still need like instant speed answers to cards, right? Like it's just it's really relevant in any sort of control deck. Obviously, this is like no fucking surprise to anybody. But I can't just like be all in on oust because it's sorcery speed. Um, but it's literally so good. Like it is. It was the best card I played when I played it. Not close. Like I could not want a better card. So yeah, I've been uh, I've been pulling those. I've been putting uh, for inventory. I have to pull like all the commons and commons for. Uh... For modern and like stock them, you know. Mm-hmm. So it's that fun. It's that fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's it, it. Actually, is fun for me. It's way better than my day job. But uh, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, way more fun. It pays less, but uh, it's a lot more fun. Um. So, but the one of the cards that I've been pulling out, even though I haven't seen it in a lot of lists, is Oust. Yeah. Because it's from uh, it's from Rise of the Eldrazi, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Yeah. And so, like, all the uncommons in that set, um, like, Inquisition is, like, $8 now. Um, you know, so, like, Alice just needs to see, like, a little bit of play, and, and it could be, like, one of the things that I'm going to be needing to stock. So yeah. that's what I've been, I've been pulling that card. Yeah, I've been really, really happy with it. It's been a really strong strong card for me in the list, and, and it's it's really good. Really, really good. And, like, because it kind of plays hand-in-hand hand with the mana, mana denial strategy with, like, spreading seas and tech edges and all that shit anyway. So being able to like slow that tempo and that mana production up by ki- killing those utility guys and uh, putting them back in the deck to prevent fetching is really, 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 really key. So it was sweet. Um, yeah, I got a lot, a lot of matches in with against relevant decks over the course of the weekend, like grinding online and stuff. Um, so that was pretty cool. So I like the deck; it's fun. So uh, enough about modern uh, for my end, the casual end, as it were. K- <laughs> KYG. I haven't played Oust since like I always used it. Cargo. To destroy Lotus Cobra, that that was like good times. Right, because you don't want to path it. Like, why would you path a utility guy like that? Like, sometimes you have to path Bob, right? Like, you can't suffer Bob to live in junt, right? Right. Sometimes you just have to path him because the advantage that he gives your opponent is just stupid. But wouldn't you just really rather oust him? Right, 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 definitely. <laughs> like all these like two mana guys are less effective later on. Like even Death Right Shaman, right? So like, all, all these guys that. Uh... These utility type guys, yeah, or just for me, I could oust the spell kind, I guess, <laughs> and then and then kill them, <laughs> <laughs> and then kill them. So, anyways, KYT, you uh, you went to a PTQ this weekend, like a big PTQ that Sal ran. Yeah, I was went to a PTQ that was hosted by Face to Face Games, hosted by Sal. So that yeah. was pretty yeah. sweet. Yeah, how, how was it? Was it uh, was it was it up to standard or? Just cause Sal's just just cause Sal's here, don't kiss his ass. You know what I mean? You can kiss my ass. It sounds good. It was one hundred and fifty-eight people for modern PTQ. Yep. And we gave out nine hundred and forty-eight booster packs and prizes. Oh wow! So it was six prizes in the price, six packs in the prize pool per, per per player. That sounds pretty awesome. Yeah, yeah people people wanted to leave early, but I told them to stick around because. If you finish in the in the forties, the forties you probably get packs. So we gave up prizes all the way to forty fourth. Wow. wow. Yeah, yeah. Prize prize support wars. It was pretty sick, and that's not just because uh, Sal's here right now. It was 
um, a lot of people were happy with the with the structure that he set. And the room, the room was pretty sweet too, huh? Yeah, the room was pretty sweet. Now, why do you run like sweet tournaments and other tournament organizers run shitty tournaments? <laughs> oh no! <laughs> like, what, what is your like? What is your your thinking there? You know what I mean? Because it, I'll tell you what it is. It's because it's all about the players. I want them to come back. I want them to tell the friends that you might better go to face to face games tournaments because they're sweet. That's right. And Every TO should be like you. And they come back. Like so it's all about the players because the players further your business or because you love the players? I love everybody. I love everybody in this business. It's all about the community. I like I love everybody. All all the different personalities that walk in through the door or, or at a tournament site. It's like I love it. I go I do like fifteen, sixteen Grand Prix a year I know so many people now and like everybody's different and everybody's cool. With the exception of a few. That's <laughs> <laughs> no, what I do, man. I like it. Sweet. I like giving back. <laughs> so tournaments was re- really sweet, and uh, I had a great day, but obviously it didn't end in a blue envelope, sadly. Uh, I wanted to be the first A-team guy to get there, but uh, that wasn't to be. And uh, as, wow, as I, I talked about... I didn't yeah. know that was a thing. I didn't know we had like a, a standing... like. First eighteen guy to get there. Oh no, we don't. We don't. It's just like no. If we do, like it's on, man. That's all I have to say. <laughs> I got eclipse. I got eclipse. Like without question, you're you're a SCG top eight <laughs> right there. Just say yeah, I'm the top four, right top now. four. But yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> I talked about the deck. Uh, people can guess, and even people on Twitter, um, people that were at the tournament, the people that follow me, knew that I was on Boggle. But it's not really a disadvantage because there's not. It's not like you can do anything uh, to really <laughs> hit the deck, uh, main deck at least, and 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 then you have to really devote specific cyborg cards to really hate it out a lot. So by that I mean back to nature and uh, temple tempest of light. Yeah, are are probably the two cards that hurt me the most. The other cards I can I can deal with them in, in some way. And people aren't really playing Tempest of Light or Back to Nature locally in real life. Like I like I predicted last week, just because it's only really good against this one deck. So if you're not expecting this deck, if you don't follow the metagame at all, you, you basically have nothing against this deck. And it turned out that only roughly three people out of the 158 were playing this Boggles deck. So for the people that weren't preparing a sideboard for it, they were probably right they were more right than wrong i think yeah so, until they sat across the table from you they're and like then they couldn't be more wrong <laughs> <laughs> um jay you said i just uh, i just remember my question for jay you said john said to you that mono red was a good matchup he said oh, well I'm, i specifically asked him like what does he do with mono red because mono red's like super prevalent at my at my whatever my store or whatever right so he's and he said it it wasn't that bad a matchup at all. He said it was easy. Is it, are you talking about during the show? Yeah, yeah. He said it was tough, but Josh Utter Layton went three zero uh, against it, and then he's like, "Oh, then it, I guess it's easy." Like, but yeah. I think himself said it was tough. Oh, uh, okay. In theory, he thought mono red and black red. So, like, my round one opponent was mono red, and I had taken out Spirit Links. From my cyborg because I didn't expect mono red. I'm like, fuck! Like, why does this happen? 
But uh, at the PTQ, like people, we've had discussions amongst players whether a PTQ is harder than a GP, and you know a lot of people disagree. But for this PTQ, you know, there's a lot. I guess a lot of people want to get into modern, but there's a lot of new players. And my first couple wins were against people that didn't know what they were doing. So yeah, but that happens to everybody. I mean, like I I know like you know at a GP uh, that where like I mean where's the only place that you could probably say that that doesn't happen is what probably a pro tour like right right like I've I've seen it at GPs where like some guy gets a lucky 3-0 like or he gets a buy or whatever like right so like I guess at the end of the day vary because I've heard stories of where people like passed a pack rat so yeah uh, exactly like like magic is a game of variables like you can't you can't put asterisks beside your name because you beat someone who may or may not have known what he was doing. I mean, if you were playing against somebody who's never played ever, then that's different. But so the model red matchup was tough if he if he actually knew what he was knew what my cards did rather because I was at a very life low life total. He had Vexen Devil, Goblin Guide out, and a Grim Lava Mancer, and yeah. I have a bunch of first strike guys that couldn't I couldn't race him because if I raced him, he could back back and I'm dead. But yeah. he decided to attack that devil and goblin guide against my two first straight guys. So I just eat them and yeah. slowly, slow, and easily win that game. Where um, he just has to grind me out with Grim Lama Man. Like I can't do anything, and he can't do anything. So I have to top deck like a daybreak cornet. But all he has to do is sit back and top deck burn while Grim Lava Mancing at me. So like there's stuff like that that happened during the day. So so while I was winning, it wasn't like my deck. Was crushing. Like guy attacked with blood break, three two. I block with a two two first strike, and then he's like, "Oh shit!" So a, a lot of those things happened uh, during the day. Um, but overall, the deck felt really good. I went six o two in the Swiss. Uh, in the final round, and I don't know how how much this actually changes things. The whole when you finish, like. Higher in the Swiss, you get to choose whether to play first or second. So I was six oh one, and in that spot, you—it's almost preferable for you to play for 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 to be able to play first all the time during the Swiss instead of losing, because if if you draw, you're likely to finish somewhere in the middle. And with the Boggle deck, I didn't really want to play second with the deck at all and so I, I was gonna feel but I feel bad sort of like scumbag well not really scumbagging but like dream crushing rather than the last that I played so uh, this first time I was put in that position but uh, last, I ended up being paired against a friend so so I just drew him in so how did that affect your standing going in did it did you still you still didn't get to play first right because you uh, drew your friend in drew my friend in, so I expected myself to finish fourth and, like, Alex was like, you probably should play your last round. Like, you, you came here to, to win. And I'm, I was convinced I was going to, after discussing with him, I, I was going to play. But based a friend, I just couldn't bring myself to, even if my friend was like, look, uh, do what's good for you. I'm just like, I, I just, and, and this is my friend's first, pe- going to be my first pe- friend's pe- top eight. I just, I just couldn't do it. So what ended up happening, I ended up finishing second after Swiss. Because table four, like two dudes just drew for no reason and drew themselves both out. So they <laughs> <laughs> drew for the box. Wow. They drew to get a box each. <laughs> Champion. Champion. <Yeah. laughs> so, 
They're like, draw, bro? Yeah, let's draw. High five. <laughs> we, we drop, we're going to get a full box, man. Yeah, let's do it. We might make the top eight, okay? <laughs> no, trust me, they did the math, and it worked out. <laughs> yeah. Worked yeah. Out. They, they, actually, they actually made a long-distance call to Todd Anderson, and they, they made the right call. Yeah. Todd Anderson helped them out with their, their tiebreaker math. So when when I saw the tables around me were drawing, I, it made me feel a lot better drawing myself because they weren't going to pass me, but I just couldn't understand why they were drawing. And then I realized it was just like a dumb play. <laughs> I can't believe they both just drew themselves out. That's crazy. Hey, it's like they're both, congratulations on making top eight. They see the standings. Fuck! <laughs> that's what, you know what though? Like, that's one of those things like that. I don't know if they intentionally make that math difficult or what, but like knowing standings math is fucking hard and i don't know like they do it on purpose maybe it's hard and then they like pull the standings off right away right like yeah you guys aren't even in the top eight fuck like get out of my way (laughs) 29 like fuck off they're like i'm either 130th or 100 and you're like hey yeah (laughs) i want to see something relevant buddy Um, in the top eight, I beat blue, white, red uh, control, which which has become more popular uh, to the two PTQ on, online PTQ wins that it had. But that's an easy matchup for my deck because you're just playing bolts, electrolyzes, lightning helix, things that don't kill my boggles. And post board, they just they just side into some have tempest of light, some have Andronator explosive, but I have stony silence for that, and uh, so so I rolled over that deck. But then I end up losing to uh, Glenn from Toronto, I believe, one of David Kaplan's friends who was playing Rug Twin. And uh, that's apparently still a thing. Not in the metagame, but he's had moto success with the deck, and uh, he, he was able to crush me. I had one of the best starts I've had all tournament. Um, turn one, Boggle. Turn two, Enchantment. To turn three, Day, uh, Daybreak Cornet. But he shows me, you know, turn, turn three, Showed me the Pester Might and Splinter Twin and a land in his hand, and like he played Birds turn one. And I had him dead the turn after, so I was feeling pretty bad <laughs> after that blowout. And then games, game two, he just beat me down with Tarmogoyce before I could uh, draw a Daybreak Cornet. So I ended up uh, in the top four and uh, didn't get there. It was, I felt it was one of my best chances. I was really happy with the deck and. Uh, Sad face. So, so what was your what was your prize for coming in fourth? My prize for coming fourth was like a box and fifty four boosters. Fifty four boosters. Yes. Box nice. So, so prize wise, really happy, uh, more than happy, but uh, disappointed that I didn't get there. Well, KYT, I have good news. You at least are going to be at the Pro Tour at Montreal. <laughs> yes, yes. That is, doesn't make me feel any better. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That's crazy. Well, dude, I'm, I am at least glad that you didn't uh, fulfill my prophecy for you <laughs> and lose in the finals. Because in hindsight, I probably would have felt really terrible if you had. I mean, if I made the finals, I would have faced Jund. So it would have been like... Yeah. I guess, I don't know what where I'm looking for is. <laughs> yeah, easy. It would yeah, cakewalk. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
I did beat that. I did beat the winner in the Swiss, and uh, just wanted to quickly finish my story by like just playing to all my outs. Um, he had me dead, but it was at four, and his Bob flipped the blood braid, so I just jumped. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, how did he feel about that? Probably pretty terrible. <laughs> it's one of those awkward moments, OJ, where like. You don't know whether you want to shake the guy's hand or not, and he's like, like he looks like totally red, like infuriated. And you're just like, ah, just silently, like, ah, fuck you, guy. <laughs> what I would, what I would have done is I would have leaned in, and I would be like, well, sometimes he reveals a land, and sometimes it kills you. <laughs> Good oh, games, God. bro. <laughs> oh, gotta love variants. Justice, man, justice. Everybody who plays Bob knows it's a free roll, all right? Yeah. You, you get all kinds of free cards off Bob, and you can't cry when your blood brain kills you, okay? You just can't do it. But what about all the times you're sitting there and like, hmm, one, one mana thought sees and a business spell. Oh, the land that I needed and a business spell. Like, all those times, <laughs> it's fine, right? But then the one time it kills you, you're going to make a sad face? Shut up. Yeah, Shut you up. go play EDH, you blue playing motherfucker. That's oh. right. Splashing black for Bob, you yeah. greedy bastard. Yeah, I fucked your wife. Yeah, fucked your wife. That's what I would have done. Lean in, and then I fucked your wife. I wouldn't have done. No. Oh shit! I don't. I don't. I don't condone that. <laughs> I. Uh, I, I, I don't uh, condone that. That's terrible, Jay. That's just. I don't. Uh, I don't condone that. There, there's uh, a line. There's a line, man. There's a line. All right. You the line is a line. dot. The line you, know, of the you, you draw a line at sisters, man. You don't you don't go into the wife territory. It's, it's okay. Like, you say you say I fuck your sister. That's what it, that's, that's that's cholo. Right. That's, that's hard. Totally, yeah. Okay. Chicka chicka. John, I just want to ask, why why is ley line of sanctity uh, going up? Is it cause, it's not because of modern, right? Is it? Yeah. 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 Okay. Because yeah. for this for this deck for anybody who wants to play this deck, make sure you have stony silence. In the sideboard because it blanks spells, kite blanks engineered explosive, blanks ratchet bomb, just blanks a lot of cards, and is really good against specific matchups. So definitely have that. I considered playing leyline in in the boggle deck myself, but I uh, ended up not playing it. So I don't know what. Why... What deck is leyline being played in? That's what I'm wondering. So I know it's, it's in it's, eggs. It's being played in eggs. It's being played in blue white. Um, it's some. It's also being played in, like, Scapeshift. Uh, so, like, it's interesting because basically anyone that doesn't want, that's playing white and doesn't want to lose to, like, Burn or Discard, it, where, mm-hmm. like, those two things are really relevant for the deck, then they're the ones that are playing Leyland. And the problem with it is, is, like, in order for it to be effective, like, you you rely on it so much as you're out for certain strategies, you have to play four and that's it. Like, it, it's ridiculous. I think what's happening with his modern cards, like, I've been noticing, because I've been on the cutting edge, like, this is part of what I've been spending the last two weeks doing, is just, like, I've been going to stores online and buying them out of stuff. Like, I've been buying them out of Spells Kites, I've been buying them out of Steel Overseers, I've been buying them out of, like, Leyline of Sanctities when they were, like, 5 and $6, buying them out of Inquisitions, um, all this stuff. Um, and I think what's happening is the, the modern PTQ season is going on. Uh, modern is becoming an FNM format. And the people are starting to realize that these modern staples are going to be hard to find. Like, finding Kiki-Jikis, Kiki-Jiki is $30 right now. Holy and shit. and moving and going up because I have finding two of those is, yeah finding them is impossible same thing with cryptic command cryptic command is thirty and going up 
Um, oh, I have a Texas foil, one of them. They're worth less. <laughs> so, they're worth less. Yeah, they are. What? what? what what's that? Crypt, foil, Crypto Command. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What yeah, the yeah. fuck? The, uh, they're worth less. The, the, yeah, the foil are worth less. Yeah. Um, oh, man, so you see all... this sweet, sweet car? Yeah, it's worth like $100,000. And then this other sweet version of the sweet car, like the <laughs> sweetest, upgradest, most awesomest version of this? Yeah, that's garbage. <laughs> I don't so know what garbage. to tell you. Like I'm looking at it, and the regular ones were thirty, and the so the, the textless the textless ah. one is worth twenty five. See this yeah, hot chick? Yeah, this hot be, chick. Yeah, she's so hot. She's the hottest woman on the whole planet. <laughs> See her fat sister? Her fat sister worth way more money though. You, that's who everybody's fighting for. She's everybody's smarter. fighting to fuck I, her fat sister. Yeah. <laughs> she's smarter. If she was so smart, she wouldn't be so fat. Okay. So, <laughs> so anyways, uh. to finish the thought. To finish the thought. Um, all these modern cards, there's uh, modern FNMs, modern PTQs. Um, uh, so people are buying them for that, so there's a demand there. And then there's the people like me who are running a store, and I have to stock the store for all the local players and also the people on the internet who buy from me. So, like, I'm actively seeking this stuff, especially stuff that isn't going to get reprinted in Modern Masters. Like, stuff from Rise of the Eldrazi, like uh, Inquisition, is not going to get reprinted. You know, fetch lines are not going to be reprinted. I can't, like... I have to beat people to get their scalding tarns from them. You know what I mean? Like it's like I, I pay like twenty dollars cash on scalding tarns. Holy fuck! Not yeah, enough. Because, what's that? It's not enough. It's not enough. Yeah. See, it's selling That's those good. right. Scalding tarn is hot, right? Yeah. I have lots of scalding tarns. I'll <gasps> buy them from you. I'm gonna be rich. <laughs> I'll buy them from you. <laughs> so yeah, you have to you have to pay these crazy prices to get these things. So like, whenever a card has potential, like leyline. Uh, I think it's a combination of people buying it for their decks, and then people like me who's like, well, I have no ley lines in stock, so I'm just going to buy all these people out of ley lines. And so, so that's what's happening. I mean, Serum Visions is three dollars, uh, three fifty. Uh, uh, Sly of Hand is two fifty. Uh, you know, Relic of Progenitus is a dollar fifty or two dollars. These are just commons, man, and they're like, it's just getting ridiculous, you know. Can't you can't find them anymore. Yeah, you can't. You can't you find it. Find them anywhere. Exactly. Like I, pay a, I pay a dollar on those cards. A dollar fifty, two dollars for certain visions. I don't yeah, get any. Path to Exile is another one. That one's six right now. No way it stays at six. Yeah. Remand. Remand is six dollars. Yep, yep, yeah. yep, yep. Yeah, those two cards I can't find. Well, I can find Remands more than I can find Path, but Path to Exile, forget about it. I can't. I can't get those out of people. Those are six bucks. They're probably going to be tens. Path. Wow. Yeah. I'm Holy so glad shit. that I didn't trade in any of my old standard stuff. Like, I'm paying $4 on paths. Cash. Really? Yeah, it's, it's ridiculous. You just can't get them. It's, it's, people don't want to give them to you, and you can't find them. So, like, you're going to find a lot of kooky things with the, with the modern, modern market. Like, there's a lot of people playing right now, like, as far as playing the market, and there's a lot of players who need cards. So, like, weird things are going to start happening, like Leyline and Sanctity. You just, the, the key thing is don't flip out. Let, let it have a day to, to, like, settle. Because things like Venser, Venser was, like, $25 for, uh, like, two days or three days. It, it's now, like, 14 or 15 Uh Leyline was, was up at 15 I, th- I feel that it's going back down a little bit, but, you know, it's probably not going to go below 10 So... So there's like all these kind of things, and and there's more to come. Like Inquisition stuff is going to happen with that card. That's the that's a really good uh, bulk box common pull. Like yeah, you... people still think they're like three dollars. Yeah. Man. Yeah. 
Yeah, and I, I've been just literally, like, every time I see a 5 or $6 Inquisition, I just buy it. Like, well, if you look it's at, half price, right? Like, that's... Yeah. Well, if you look at my site, like, I have, like, 25 30 in stock, and I have some more that are not even on the site, because I just buy every one that I see, because it's gonna... It's, it's, there's no doubt that that thing is at least $10. Wow. Well, I'll tell you, Sal's got about uh, Sal's got about fifteen of them on his site right now, and they're in and around eight bucks. Yep. Yeah, I, I put mine up to eight. Do you agree, Sal? Yeah, hundred percent. Hundred percent. I agree with everything you said. Fuck! I want you guys to disagree. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, Medina. <laughs> hey, I know my shit. Sal knows I know my shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've dealt with you before. You know your shit. Yeah. So, wow. So get your modern cards, man. If you can get them at local stores, like, uh, typically what will happen is local stores are not in the know. You know, there's, I have actually a list. I have a list of cards and a spreadsheet that I target. Uh, it's, a, it's the cards that I need, but also the cards that, are, that have gone up recently. That yeah. People, like, you, know, that, you know, that's in his black binder that says TTT on the front. No, like, uh, like I just have this list of stuff that, like, Oriok Champion, right? That was a five or six dollar card. That's heading toward twelve, and stores still have them priced at six. Like especially local stores who run the uh, who run like the price tag on their cards. Uh, Baneslayer Angel. That's like a twelve dollar, ten to twelve dollar card. Um, let's see, Celestial Colony is due for a bump. That thing is like right now it's two fifty, but no way that it stays at two fifty. What are what are the box foils going for? Raging Ravine's another one. Uh, boxes or box ones are going for like five or six yeah. uh, of the of the Celestial Colonnades. Um, uh, engineered explosives is heading toward twenty. Yeah. Those can be found between eight and twelve. Um, Fauna Shaman is going to be a solid four to, to six. Fulminator Mage is at eight. I'm selling them at eight, and they're selling like this, and people are still <laughs> selling those for like three or four bucks. <laughs> hey Sal, remember when I bought you out of those at GP Toronto? <laughs> Did I have any? Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I bought the last of them from you. Um, yeah, I, I, I know I didn't have any going into the weekend, and I couldn't buy any off of anybody because nobody had. So yeah, yeah. The, I, probably, I probably still don't have any stock. The other two that are going to be super hard, and they're probably going to go up. They're going to spike pretty hard uh, if they start to see enough play. Uh, Glenn Alondra Archmage. That was, <laughs> that's like twelve bucks, but they're impossible to find. And Fifteen so on that, my site. Yeah, they're easily fifteen now. Like I could see them being fifteen, like even eighteen. Um, Limvala, Keeper of Silence, yep. is another one that's like if you guys can find those cheap, uh, you're gonna need them for like pod decks and stuff. And those things are gonna be really difficult to find. So yeah, so I have a whole list that I just target when I hit these stores, like the local stores. I just go by with my with a printed out version of the spreadsheet, and I just look at every every card they have on the shelf, and if it's under, I just buy it. Wow. I can't, I can't do that here because everybody uses my buy list now. <laughs> all, all the local stores just uh, just print out my buy list. They don't, they don't even hide my, uh, my my logo. They just have it on the counter. And I say, why do you do that? Oh, it gives us more credibility. People will actually, people will actually sell us now. <laughs> so yeah, they see my buy list. list. They're not lowballing them. That's why. And when they see my buy list and they see that I, uh, that I buy Inquisitions for 4 and 450 they definitely, uh, oh, wait a minute, let's put them up. They went up. Oh, my God. Face-to-face games does all work with us follow up. Yeah, I don't, think, I don't think Modern Masters is going to help this situation. I think it's going to compound it, because I think more players are going to be playing Modern. 
Well, and it's not like they're going to release a ton of fucking product for this. Yeah, it's it's low it's low print run, and it's going to get more people into it. So I think these cards, especially the outlining cards like Karn, Karn is twenty right now. I think that's going to go up if if Tron stays in the meta, like all this kind of stuff. I mean, I could go on and on about that. This is what I've been doing for the last like month is just like living in these trends for these cards. It's a modern world. Yeah, it's a modern world. It's crazy. Yep. Just trying to make that stock happen, man. My my store, the modern stock, was really shitty at the beginning of the season, and now I feel like it's it's getting to a point where it's like it's okay, it's okay. <laughs> it's it's okay. not respectable yet. It's just okay, and I'm still working on it. It's hard because like we did the PTQ, we do we do kind of GPS, we get tons of stuff. But as soon as we put them on the website, they fly. Gone. Yep. Yeah, instant, instant, whatever. Cards at twenty dollars can keep that in stock. All the yep. cards that you mentioned before, Nelandra, Tarmogoyf, it's one hundred and ten dollars. Can't have, don't have any in stock. What, do, what, do, John? What do you sell your uh, your thoughts at? Oh, sixty. I sold. I put. I put them up at sixty. They were gone in hours. So yeah, like, I just, I just checked this. Sal has like fifty in stock. Fifty what? Thought seasons. No, I, I just, don't. I literally, <laughs> I literally just checked this. I don't have fifty. <laughs> <laughs> you liar! Are... You liar! I'll tell you exactly that. Okay, you have. Oh, and... oh! They just what the fuck? I was literally Ugh, two. Okay. two. I. They... How did this change? I was literally just on this page like fifteen well, fucking seconds ago. Sixty bucks. Yeah, yeah. They'll they'll be gone. They'll be gone by the end of the week at sixty. It should be sixty-five. Is probably where I'm going to put the next thought seasons I get because. They're just like boom, 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 gone. Unbelievable printing money. Now, yeah, listen, Thoughtseize is not a card though. You want to be in on at the end of the season. Uh, it's still a legacy staple. I, I don't, I don't think Thoughtseize is bad. I think there's a little bit of a bubble there, but it's not a bad card. Um, Jace the Mind Sculptor has a lot of situations going on with that man. Those things are hard <laughs> to get, and I accidentally sold my foil one. Oh, for how much? How much? Uh, how much? Five fifty. That's good. Well, it's it's good, but it's not because I think like I think there's some hype and it's going up. Like what happened was it went up to 500 on eBay, and everybody was like, "What? It's 500?" And you could still get them at like 350 or whatever. So I put mine on my site, just like I'm like, "This is this a real price?" Like so, I put mine at 550, and I'm like, "Well, let's see if it sells." And then uh, like a day later, I decided, "Ah, no, I'm not going to sell my foil, Uh, Jace. I just want to have it in my deck." So I thought I took it down. Well, tonight I got an order for the foil Jace. It's gone at five fifty. That's good though. You don't want to collect cards. You want to collect money, right? Yeah, I guess. I guess. <laughs> like, at, at, at GP at GP Atlantic City, I offered two different guys twelve hundred dollars for their playsets. Two different guys, and both guys refused me. I, I I couldn't believe it. Yeah, at the time they were only three hundred. Well, cause I, this guy comes up to me at uh, GP Atlantic City with one, right? He goes, how yeah. much you give me? I go, three hundred bucks. He goes, okay, I'm going to do the room and I'll come back to you. They're sure. No way. He no way back, for somebody else to give three hundred. He comes back five minutes later. He goes, oh, the dude at the end offered me three seventy-five. I go, well, go sell it to him. And then I check <laughs> out. They're like, they're like over five hundred dollars. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> should have picked it up for four hundred. Oh, man. Yeah, you should have. There was one on Amazon when I when I figured out that they were five hundred. There was one at uh, on Amazon for four. And I was going to buy it, but I'm like, eh, I got to still see if this is a real price. You know what I mean? That's why I put it on the site. I'm like, if this thing sells on the site, I'm going to go on Amazon and buy it. 
well, you know, then I, I changed my mind and now it's sold and I checked Amazon, it's gone. So. Yep. Wow. Japanese ones go for like 1200 bucks. Yeah, yeah, I sold two Japanese. It's funny because I sold two Japanese ones like six months ago for 1200 for the two. Oh, boy. And now they're like 1200 piece. It's stupid. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Magic the Gathering. Yeah. This <laughs> is a card game. Yeah. Yes, sir. We're spending $1,200 <laughs> on a single card. <laughs> card? What kind of cards do you sell? Like greedy cards? <laughs> well, it's like it's like the foil, uh, foil deathrite shamans now. Like the regular foil deathrite shaman is sixty dollars. It's it's around sixty five. Like sixty. Uh, yeah, people are asking like sixty five, seventy for them now. So these deathrite shamans are literally eighteen dollars. Yes, they're, they're eighteen on Star City, and and I have them at eighteen on my site, but I don't know if I took them. In well. a in a week, it has gone up from ten dollars to eighteen. No, they've been eighteen uh, for a while. No, I had them for fifteen for a while. And they went up. Like a week later, they went up. To yeah. Fuck, that's crazy. Yeah, death right is uh, is the big shit. That's right. I think, it's gonna be, I think it'll be twenty five dollars very very soon. It's like the Snapcaster, right, from Innistrad. Like it's the same phenomenon. I think it has to see standard standard play to be twenty five. Uh, it will definitely be twenty five after standard. Yeah, it's like it's like a little higher. A little higher. Yep. I think it's better than Noble player. It's so versatile. Wow. Yeah. You agree? I agree. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I definitely agree. Well, there's your finance, Phil, listeners. Oh, man, they got a lot. They got a <laughs> lot. It's crazy. That was a lot. And you know what? And it was it was nice not to just have, you know, like, John blowing it out of his ass and having Sal chip in on it, too. It was pretty sweet. Yep, yep. Yeah, I mean, Sal does a lot more volume than I do, so it's it's good to see that the trends that I'm seeing is uh, is definitely... Even on the bigger scale. Well, you know? it's it's funny because you watch Sal walking around an event, and you don't know whether he's like a long lost descendant of John Holmes, or he just has that big of a gangster role in his pocket. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, John Holmes, yeah, that's the porn star. <laughs> <laughs> so speaking of like bankrolling absurdly amazing things, Sal, why don't you yeah. tell us why the hell you're fucking here? Uh, I was invited by KYT to talk about a certain Magic Weekend tournament that we'll be hosting with a few stores. So, tell us all about it. Okay, during a Pro Tour Montreal weekend, uh, I was actually approached by three other stores on the island of Montreal to help them uh, organize and promote uh, a Magic Weekend. So, we decided on calling it uh, Magic the Gathering Weekend Extravaganza. It'll be. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be three days of tournaments. Uh, Friday, February 15th to Sunday, February 17th. We will have uh, live streaming of the Pro Tour all weekend long. Uh, Gunslinging on Sunday with four notable pros, thanks to KYT. Uh, we'll have and Jerry Scott, T on Scott. And Scott, and Scott, sorry, 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 Scott. <laughs> I love you, Scott. Uh, Jerry, <laughs> Jerry T, Tom Martell, Rick Duke, and Conley Woods. That's if none of them make uh, a top eight on Sunday. I guess we could, guess we can replace uh, some if they make the, the top eight. Uh, we, like I said, we're with four other stores, and we each have our own events and side events. Uh, we will be hosting a Man of the Prime Super Series on the Saturday, which will be Team Trios. Everybody's favorite fucking format, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, Team Trios in Montreal. I'm so excited. It's too bad I'm working. What? You're not going to be there? No, I, I'm fucking there doing coverage, man. 
Oh, fuck. Oh, shit. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay, Sal. It's okay. Yeah, I know. It's all right. Um, so that's it. So we have, uh, we have a Super Series on Saturday. And then there is... Let me see here. Uh, um, a CMT on Sunday, a standard event. And two GPTs on Saturday and Sunday for Pittsburgh, run by the other stores. And all kinds of side events, win boxes, and, uh, eight-man drafts, and uh, single elimination. Uh, Four-man uh, pods, uh, what do you call it? Commander pods. And all, all kinds of cool events going on that weekend. And, uh, yeah, it'll be downtown Montreal, not too far from the venue. Oh, and I'll, um, uh, most importantly, there will be a Man of the Five uh, karaoke party, part two, at St. Paul Pub. So we're running it back. Those of you that were here, those that were there in Toronto, we're running it back. We're going to do a large and in charge. The good news is, this time, the space is huge. There's room for literally 500 people. So don't worry about it. Come on down. Uh, everybody that's at the Pro Tour, only the people that make top eight have to work, have to play on Sunday. That means that Saturday night is party night. If you want an opportunity to come out and party your fucking faces off with all of the, like, magic elite, literally, you should be at this event. There is no excuse. There are commander events for you casual scrubs. There are drafts. There are, you know, the, the, the team trios is insane. The CMTs, GPTs, like, there is so much magic opportunity happening uh, over the course of this weekend that you guys all just have to come. KYT and I are going to be there uh, for sure. I think Lansdale's there as well. Like there, And then all of the Pro Tour people, like, this is insane. This is insane. You must be there. Come. Must be there. You must. You must. <laughs> so I'm so excited. Sal, this is, this is crazy. I know how much work uh, you and Peter have been putting into this, and it's fucking awesome. I'm, I can't be more excited for this weekend. It's so wicked. Yep. yep. Well, we were, approaching, we were actually thinking of doing this on our own. A little while back with uh, Man of the Prize. And then uh, we got approached by the three other stores and said that they wanted to join our ranks and help us and whatever, or help them. <laughs> and uh, I said, uh, sure, let's give uh, let's give everybody a chance for this event. Let's show, um, let's show everybody what much shows made out. Made out of. It's awesome. Yep. Very awesome. I noticed also, if you're getting along in the stores, that I noticed your pre-release price is still $18. Oh, it went up to $18. Last pre-release for KYT, how much was it last pre-release? <laughs> Seventeen dollars. That's right. So people stop. Only seventeen dollars. So people stop bitching. So you put it back up a dollar, huh? Well, they 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 left me alone. So I said, uh, I'll charge a little bit more. All right. <laughs> it's, John, it's John's line that you like the most. It's all about the principle. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fuck those guys, man. Go to face to face, man. That's right, man. That's right. Yeah. Fucking right. Thank you, sir. <laughs> I'm a big fan. I'm a big fan of Sal. You know. People might think that we're competitors, but uh, I, I, I'm a big fan of face to face. I've, you know, I've watched them uh, do business, and I think they, they are honorable. And uh, I'm, I'm a big fan of anyone who does business in an honorable way. Thank you, you know? very much, sir. Yeah. <laughs> this just makes me laugh all the time. Put those bitch. It's the principle of the thing. Oh yeah, uh, about Quebec City, we uh, we made a new playman for Quebec City. Oh, and a uh, new uh, token for the for the event, the the Captain Quebec Bonhomme, uh, some Quebec superhero. Ah, le Quebec Bonhomme. Oh, le Quebec Bonhomme. Oui, oui. Oui, oui, and, oui. Uh, we're also we're also bringing back the Canadian flag playmat that will be available at the GP Quebec. 
Nice. It was uh, so popular at the last event. You're not doing them for the Super Series Pro Tour event at Montreal? Uh, uh, actually, maybe. <laughs> uh, are you going to make four extras so that maybe the 18 could uh, advertise? It's, it's, only, it's, only, it's only one extra. Jay's the only one that doesn't have one. I actually, oh, don't, I actually don't have one either. This is I, how I have to find out, Sal. This is how. <laughs> I, I didn't get one either. I tried to get one at the at Toronto, and they they were out. Unbelievable! Yeah. Unbelievable! <laughs> Jay, Jay, were you in Toronto? I don't remember. No, I was. I was in the the. What was it called? C T T C G player Toronto. Yeah, that was two years ago. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's okay, Sal. You, uh, you guys are going to GP Calgary, right? For sure. Yeah, so that's where we'll see Jay. And we met at GP Vancouver. Did we meet? Yeah, but I'm sure that. I didn't. I wasn't like a big celebrity. Like I remember you had like an entourage, and you were being all. You know, I don't. I don't. <laughs> Like for for those of you who don't know, the way to see Sal is he's got like lots of gold rings on yeah. and like lots of gold chains. Chain, you know? the chain thing, yeah. yeah. Yeah, he's got lots of gold chains. And they have those like smile now, cry later faces in gold because it's like face to face, you know? Oh! So, yeah, yeah, he's like, he's got gangster style going That's on. Like, if you win the face to face super series, you just get like a gold mask, like in that. Yeah, the gold mask, yeah. <laughs> in that movie where everybody fucked everybody else. That's what you get. You just get a big. Gold scary mask. Eyes wide shut. You should put mind mask on all your buyers. That'd be sick. Oh, can you imagine? Yeah, that'd be funny. <laughs> so, um, Sal, all of our listeners keep asking, and so since we have you here captive, let's just like put you a bit on the spot here. So, when are the A team tokens coming? Because yeah, KYT well, got his tokens, and they're fucking hilariously awesome. And and so we want to know when our A team tokens are coming. Yeah, kill uh, It's my job, so. <laughs> Uh, KYT, where are these going to be done? As <laughs> <laughs> uh, you laugh. All right, KYT, uh, we're going to fire I guess, you. Soon. I, I guess we can, I could talk to Peter about it and put it on the uh, on the list of things to do. Nice. He's like, I guess I could do K- KYT's job and uh, and do that. Yeah. It's not like I. It's not like I don't have a million other things to do while I'm running my company. Empire. empire. Running your what empire. What he's going to do is he's just going to put out like a second version of the KYT token. <laughs> There it is. <laughs> different, different colors. Yeah. Sick. Uh, I'll I'll do the I'll get this project uh, rolled in for you guys. I promise. Nice. See, it's pretty sick to have face to face like back in Canada like that. You know what I mean? All it's awesome. Canada. It's it's awesome, isn't it? Like yes, to, yes, it is. to have like a, to have a force that like because I, I think it wasn't like that before, right? No. no. Nobody stepped. Nobody wanted to step up and be like, "Yeah, we are Canada. Fuck the rest of you." Sal yeah. did it, and it's awesome. Yeah, man, yeah, right. I, I'm down, man. I'm down. Yep. Thanks to KYT. Thank you. Thanks. To KYT. It, it only felt, felt like yesterday that we uh, teamed up. It's like uh, it's been really fast, and and it's been pretty crazy. It's been really fast. A uh, fast. <laughs> terrible. <laughs> what a terrible person. <laughs> That's terrible. <laughs> What a horrible, horrible person. Oh, man. Oh, Jonathan Medina. Uh, can I plug a few more things? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, uh, talking about the Man of the Price Super Series. Uh, 
we have the one in Montreal Team Trios during the Pro Tour weekend, and then we have scheduled two more. Will be announced, I believe, this week. Uh, we will be in Halifax on March 9th, and we will be in Calgary uh, sometime in April. Just a little scheduling. Okay. Uh, it's got a problem with uh, with the PTQ there. I believe it's a uh, box. And uh, once they get their date settled, we'll, we'll, we'll settle on a date on our own for, for our MDSS series. And uh, also, on the 16th of February, uh, Matt Schmaltz, my, uh, my dude, will be in uh, Newfoundland at the CMT in Newfoundland, where uh, Chris Lanslow will be running the show and judging. Lansdale! <laughs> 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 this is sorry. This is what day? Uh, during the PT weekend. Uh, wow. Saturday, February sixteenth. Okay. Matt will be, will be in uh, Saint John's, Newfoundland, doing the CMT. Uh, Kyle Rick. Cool. Yeah, so that'll be pretty cool. People in the Maritimes really, uh, really dig us. We get a lot of orders for them. Uh, we've done. We've been to there like two, three times to Halifax and Saint John's, I believe, and uh, we get a lot of support out there. And uh, we, have, we also have a social media giveaway thingy going on on Twitter and Facebook. Uh, the more likes and the more followers we get, uh, we we give out a, a bunch of cool cards and foils. I'll just give you a list. I have a few of them in front of me. Uh, foil Fraction Obliterator, Foil Batter Skull, Tundra Underground Sea, uh, Judge Promo Caracas, Judge Promo Command Tower, uh, uh, Sneak Attack, Sword of Light and Shadows, etc. Karmic Guides, all kinds of cool things. Giveaway to grow our uh, our, our fan base, I guess. That's yeah. pretty sick. Those are some insane giveaways. I almost retweeted that uh, the giveaway, you know. Uh, yeah. But then, but then I was like, you know what? Sal should be paying me to retweet this shit, man. You know how many <laughs> followers I have? <laughs> so, so yeah. So then I didn't. I didn't because did. I'm like, I didn't. I didn't do it because I'm just like, yeah. Uh, you know, I should get somebody to retweet this. That's what I, I should do. <laughs> Did you or did you not? I did not. I did not. You did not? Oh, I'm sad. It's a principle of things, Sal. Fuck that store, man. I, I sometimes forget. I sometimes forget, like, when I first started with Twitter, right, it was just me and, like, a couple dude bros that I knew, right? So sometimes I forget that there's, like, all these people that are watching. So I got I to gotta keep that in mind, you know? We'll yeah, talk. Man. We'll talk. We'll talk offline about working something out. Maybe I'll spam my users with your, with your promo, like, you know. Couple times a week, you know, we can work some kind of uh, monetary, you know, benefits monetary. out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, let's well, see. Yeah, that let's, means let's money. money in the U.S. Oh, we have a I didn't know what that meant, Carlis. <laughs> <laughs> how about how about like you tweet for me and I retweet for your stuff too? I like this. I like this. I I, I like working with other stores. Stores that are cool and you know want to work with me. I have no problems with that. Sweet. Well, legit MPG is not really cool. <laughs> what are you yeah. talking about, And I guess yeah, yeah. it's not really a store yet either, right? Like, it doesn't have a presence outside of some fictitious P.O. box somewhere. Yeah, I am just getting slammed here. So, like... Yeah. Okay, you guys got me. It doesn't really exist. <laughs> it's really just a shell for me shilling all of my own personal stash. Yeah, yeah. Oh man, John, I'm on your side. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Fuck these guys. Fuck those guys, man. You hear that? that? Face to face games just bought legit MTG. <laughs> Sweet. Let's ink that deal. 
Oh, man. I'll go work for Sal. I'm not afraid. <laughs> you gotta get a work visa, though. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. I'll just show you what I make at my day job right now, and then, uh, you know, you're just gonna do a little better than that. Sal, all you, listen, all you need to do is just literally, like, merge him into your company, and then have him open up a face-to-face games down south. Blam, yeah, I'll, but it's a- be the, I'll be the American version of face-to-face. Yeah, yeah. That, 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 that's, that's a thought. It just can't be called Fast of Fast down there, because, you know, racism. <laughs> I remember, I remember about racism. I remember the first GP we did like two years ago. It was Grand Prix Columbus, and we had these uh, orange shirts done up, and it, and it was written in French. It said "Jeu Fast Fast," "Jeu" meaning games, right? Game, yeah, yeah. So we're at, uh, we're at our booth in the Grand Prix, and uh, this dude comes up to me, and he's staring at my shirt. He goes, "What does that say, man? Jerks face to face." I go, no, not jerks. As a jerk. It says jerks on your shirt. I go, no, it says jerk. He goes, well, what the hell is jerk? I go, jerk is French. <laughs> Games. <laughs> he goes, I was pretty sure it said jerk. He walked away. <laughs> oh, man. Who are all these people that are wearing jerk shirts? Yeah. <laughs> I, was, I, was at that, I was at that GP. That's where I first met you. Yeah, we're upstairs in the, the mezzanine. Yep, yep, and you were across from, uh, you were, we're right like two, two from Star City. You were two away from Star City. Yeah, right next to, right next to Troll and Troll, like second yep. from the, uh, the entrance there. It was pretty good. Yep, yep. I went down there, I sold you cards, and uh, my buddy sold you cards too. I, it, was, it was when I was a trade grinder, and I was like, uh, who the heck are these weird French guys? And, who cares? Uh, they have money. Well, he hooked me up on a deal for some foil. I don't remember what it was. It was some stupid foil for my deck. And uh, I hit him up on, like, uh, Sunday. And I was like, what's up with this foil? Give me a deal. And he's like, what do you want to pay? And I'm like, I don't know, man. And I gave him a number, and he gave me a good deal on it. Nice. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, this guy's pretty cool. He hooked me up with this foil, man. <laughs> and little did I know, you know, he would start an empire. The empire? Whoa. And then it would be tied into my, my, my dude bro, KYT's empire. Yeah, I didn't know all that was going to happen, man. I watched it all unfold. Yep. It was a beautiful thing. <laughs> Sick. So where are we at next, gents? You know what? There's only 12 comments on our last episode. Oh, Jay, let's do some comments. And that's I, fucking terrible. You know what? I think it's because you needed more Medina last episode. Yeah, so, the, yeah, then we can get 12 comments, and then 24 less, less Medina's. Medina comments? <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> At least I drive the comments, man. You're like, you log in, and you're like, oh, shit, 40 comments? Uh, 28 of those are less Medina. Um, by the way, comments on the last show, because I did listen to it. I love listening to the show that I'm not on. Sure. Because it's like, like the old A-team again, right? So, yeah, it's good. Yeah, it's good. It's actually good. <laughs> <laughs> um, exactly. Really good. It's actually good, as opposed to this garbage that you guys are listening to right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, anyways, whoa, 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 whoa! It's not garbage. I'm on. Why would it be yeah, garbage? Yeah, sells on, sells on. So, yeah, it's like it's like garbage. It's like, with it's like rich people's. It's like rich people's garbage. <laughs> you know how they like sometimes throw away CD players that still work because yeah, of, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> so yeah, I was listening to last show and uh, I liked it. I liked that. Guy. Who'd you guys have on? Yeah, John Stern on. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's pretty cool, man. The replacement, John. I like him. Sweet. And also, props to Jay, because point drafting sounds insane. Doesn't it sound insane? 
I don't John, even like I don't John, like drafting. But would like you would you, you was, point draft? I would because it's like about managing your resources, right? Oh. Value drafting. Va- I'm going to oh, short draft. Oh my god! It rebranded. Oh. Rebranded. Value copyright. Draft. Trademark. Stamped it. Boom. Yeah. Value draft. Pat pending. Value drafting. Bitches. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So so those are my comments. Like if you guys haven't listened to the last episode. Go back. I know that you didn't listen because I wasn't on there, and you're like, "What's the point?" But uh, really, go back and check it out. Um, oh, <laughs> oh man! So speaking yeah. of that, I got a new draft format that I tried out yesterday, and it was the tits. Another one. I got handily, handily crushed. Uh, we did two drafts. I won one, and then just lost one. It's a one v one draft format, <clears throat> and. Uh, it is called grid drafting. So uh, the way that grid drafting works is it's 1v1, and it's often you do it with cubes uh, because it, it, uh, it just makes, like, Winston drafting. Is that what it's called, Winston drafting? Is that when yeah. you, like, yeah. have the three face-down piles and shit? Yes, sir. Yeah, that, that isn't very fun with, with draft, with, uh, with cube draft. And, it, and it's actually just, like, it's just like the lesser of two evils. Like people want to draft their cube. They only have one person with them. And like, you want to play some cube. And then it's like, yeah, well, like, I guess you just Winston drafted. And it's just shitty. Winston draft is garbage. It's just garbage. So <clears throat> grid draft came about to fix that problem where basically what you do is you have nine packs each uh, of nine cards each. So you have 18 packs of nine cards. What you do is you roll a dice or you determine your favorite random way who goes first. You flip over <clears throat> the nine cards in your first pack in a grid of three by three, and you do not look at them first. So you're just laying them out. You're just flipping them over in that order. You're not saying like, oh, these cards go here or those cards go there. You're just going one, two, three, one, two, three, one, two, three. Face down. Uh, well, no, we, you, you do it face up. You do it face up. Okay. Um, so you're doing one, two, three, one, two, three, one, two, three, face up until you have a grid of, of three by three for your nine cards. The guy who goes first gets to take either a full row or a full column. Okay. <clears throat> Then the guy that goes next can take any remaining row or column. So the, the guy who goes first so will get three. it could be three. two, it could be three. Yeah, and the guy who goes first will probably always get, well, will always get three, right? Yeah. And you alternate that way. So, for example, just, just for the people that are keeping up, just to keep up at home, let's say in my cube I flip over Garrick and then Propaganda and then Stomping Grounds for row number one, okay? Then you already I flip, lost me. You already lost all right. me. <laughs> <laughs> then I flip over like Anger, Stirring Wildwood, and Slayer's Stronghold for row number two. <laughs> so that's terrible. That's terrible. Then then I flip over You lost them. I lost them. I lost them. Then I flip over like what's a good card here? Like a strangle root geist and a fucking Armada Worm and then like a black card for my third row. So you can take any of those columns or you can take any of the rows, right? Does that make sense? Are you following along, John? Yeah, so you take a column in a row. Yeah. yeah. We follow you in concept, but where are you going with actually yeah, using like, like, like legitimate like, cards? I don't is know insane. where the Strangle Root Geist is and the Stomping Grounds. Like, are they in the same column? Are they in the same row? Are they, uh, you know, adjunct like, to so, each other? Like, who knows? All right, so it doesn't really work without a visual, I guess. Cause they <laughs> You yeah, know what, Jay? You should write an article. You should write an article about. But I this. might write an article about this. But basically, so what happens is you you do this back and forth, and then once 
the second person has drafted their row or column, the rest of those cards uh, end up just getting discarded. They just go into the, the shit pile that you're not using. That's that's trash, okay? Then then he flips over his the pack. technical term, the shit pile? Yeah, the shit pile. That's, you have that's, the grid, and then you have the shit pile. Yeah, that's in, like, the instruction manual. And we might change the shit pile to something more flavorful so that new players can understand it better. But... Um, you know, the grid will probably stay the grid. We might call it, like, the cross-sectional playing field where the guys go to make new players understand it better. Uh, but, man, that's kind of in maybe version two. So, <clears throat> fuck you, Mark Rosewater. So, um... What? Because <laughs> that's his explanation for calling it, like, the battlefield, and, like, instead of RFG, it's the exile zone, and whatever. <laughs> It was, oh, okay. it was a stretch joke. Yeah, anyway, it was a stretch. It was a stretch. So you go, you go back and forth, and you just draft that like normal, and then, like you normally would, you build your deck, and then you play uh, like a match, and then whatever. So me and my friend Brad did this twice, and it's actually really interesting, because a lot of the packs, like in Winston Draft, like a lot of the packs you flip over, you know, you're, you're drafting blue-white, and then you flip over like a row of, you know, maybe a really good blue card and two crazy splashable black cards, and then the next guy flips over a bunch of, like, red and green, which you haven't seen for, like, five packs, so now it's like, well, do you switch? Do you hook somebody? What goes on? Um, in the second draft, I actually got hosed because me and Dra- uh, Brad started fighting over, like, the green ramp cards because they were coming very plentiful, and he ended up winning that and switching, and then I ended up not playing green, and neither did he. We both ended up playing different colors. And my deck was just a piece of shit. Garden. So you lost because you drafted it really badly? Yeah, I just really did really poorly. In the first uh, draft, I just absolutely crushed him because I just drafted, uh, I think I drafted white, blue, aggro. It was blue X aggro, but I got like two swords and an invisible stalker and a shadow guy. And All right, let me, let me just make sure that I've got this once more. Okay. okay. So the first game you won because you drafted a series of cards which together created a fantastic synergy and a strong, cohesive, you know, plan. And the second game you lost because you didn't do that. Yes. So it sounds mm. just like every draft ever. Well, yeah, all limited formats are going to be based on how you... But a grid. Point draft works the same way. You're still drafting a deck that you still need to draft a deck properly. Right? I know, I know. You have points, dude. Jay, Jay, totally Jay, I'm trolling you just a little. It's terrible. It's a terrible troll because it's factually correct. <laughs> you got to draft a deck that works together. You can't just right. draft shit all right. day. So, so my yeah, I understand that. But what and, I'm trying to do is I'm just trying to point at the obviousness of your statement. Yeah. Okay. Well, so anyway, there you have it. <laughs> Bridge draft, obvious <laughs> statements. It's sweet. It's it's interesting because you get to pick more than one card at a time, like Winston draft. So you got to do resource management, and you have to sometimes quantity versus quality, yeah, yeah like that. It's it's cool. I'm, I yeah. No, I think that uh, the grid draft could be really neat. I I still think point draft's insane. Yeah, point draft is is the best for draft, like doing real drafts. Sorry, sorry, value draft. Grid grid draft is just for like one v one. I don't know if it actually. It, I don't know of a way to make it work in any other format, like with more players. Sure. It's just better than, it's better than Winston, which is shit. Okay. So, I played that, and it was sweet. I can get behind that. Yeah. I can't. I can't. Fuck your Value right. draft. We should, we should have a value draft. We should all get together and do a value draft. That'd I'll destroy fun. all you guys. Whoa! Whoa. You heard me. You heard me. Don't make don't make me take out the good magic player that's deep down inside of me. All right, don't make me bust that out. <laughs> it's pretty deep, like really, it's really deep. I gotta go deep, but it's there. <laughs> oh goodness! 
Yowza. Yeah, we got uh, only a few comments this week. Nothing too major. A lot of people had some nice things to say about John Stern, which is pretty cool. Um, Sal, does John like play at your store? Or yes, he does. He's gonna. We're holding six uh, six pre-release events this coming weekend. And he said uh, he's gonna be at all six. Nice. Yeah, well, he does have fans. He does have fans here, and yeah. Yeah, but John's the thing the about the thing about that, right, is he's probably gonna lose all his events, right? Like. Normal, this is what happens, okay? You get your men in the spotlight, and then you go back to your local store, and you just get run over by droolies. That's what happens. Well, that's good, though. That's good, though. You want the droolies to win, right? Oh, yeah. If they beat you, then they're just like, oh, man, I just beat exactly. John Stern. Exactly. That's what you yeah. want. Yeah. It, it, so, so then they get excited and come back to your store. So he's going to go and, so he's going to play Simic all weekend, then, yeah? <laughs> oh, maybe, yeah. <laughs> I don't know what he chose. Where he chose his, uh, his guilds for each event. Nice. He's like, that's classified information. Uh, we can't give that out. Of course, we can't. <laughs> it would give it would give people an unfair advantage against John Stern. You know? <laughs> John's a beast, man. He's a beast. He is. Old school player does better than ever now. <laughs> so there was somebody that uh, posted in the mana deprived Facebook group. Which, by the way, is a happening group, man. I get notifications all day long from that thing. Bunch of degenerates in there, man. They want to talk about magic all the time. I'm sorry. You know what? I lied. It wasn't in the Facebook group. It mm. was in the Google Plus group. <laughs> oh, I don't use that. Google Plus is for lamos. It was in the G Plus group. And actually, I think this is probably of relevance to all, our, all of our listener base. So I'm actually going to share this information with you. Because I think it's pretty sweet. So, one of the, the writers from Mana Deprived, Jay Lansdale, he says, uh, So, a few of my Magic buddies and I got together yesterday to look at the limited environment at Gatecrash. It looks like blue and green have the most completely unplayable cards, and a lot of them are common. I hate to admit it as a blue-green mage, but Simic might be a bad choice in the pre-release. Orzov seems the most reliably powerful, with Boros probably giving you the best chance to win if you open a nutty pool. And then it asks if there's any other... Uh, any other questions or comments? And then, of course, you know, the ultimate troll, Justin Richardson, comes in with his two cents, which is funny. Um, but yeah. <laughs> Check it out. Check it out! Yeah. This is going to be pretty sweet. I'm excited. I'm uh, not going to a pre-release because uh, nobody around here is intelligent enough to run one for $18. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> um, so I'm not going to a pre-release, uh, which is fine. My son's what? like, yeah, I'm not going to pre-release. You Why? Me? Why? Because I, because no one around my area is smart enough to run one for eighteen dollars. Uh, well, also, yeah, that's true. Yeah. My pre-releases aren't that cheap either. No, my my <laughs> son's like not going. My son's like, oh, is it pre-release weekend? Can we go pre-release? I'm like, yeah, sure. He's like, sweet. I'm like, you just have to pay for yourself. He's like, what? I'm like, yeah, it's like 40 bucks. He's like, fuck that. I'm like, all right. <laughs> You're like, I agree. 40 bucks? No, it's, it's probably not. It's probably closer to 30, but still it's $30. I'm like, why the fuck am I going to spend $30 to go in? Like, this is just yeah. stupid. Like, it's yeah. dumb. I have, no, I have no need for the cards. I'm not that interested in playing the limited environment. You know what I mean? Maybe the yeah. set kind of sucks, too, you know? Well, no, it I, doesn't. No, no, it doesn't. <laughs> no, yeah, no, no, no! Yeah, Come and play. No, John, 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 you're on the other side. It doesn't suck. Oh, <laughs> the set is insane. 
There you man, go, you man. Pre-order as many of these cards as you can right you're now. Doing, you're doing it right, John. Hey, there you go. You understood. Hey, oh. Sal. Sal, I got to yeah. ask you a question. Do you guys ever do like common, uncommon play sets for the uh, new sets when they come out? Do you sell those? Of course, they yes, do. we have them on our site. Yeah. Do you? How, how much are they? How much are they? Uh, they're pretty cheap right now. Um. Should I look and not ask you? Yeah, just look. Yeah, I think a common, uncommon uh, set, not a play set, just one of each. Oh. They typically go between like thirty to forty. Really? Hey, Geek, no, that's that high. That's high. A play set is forty bucks, right? Yeah. Geek Crush Complete Common Uncommon Set ten ninety nine. Okay, uh, then it's it's the play sets they go for thirty. So 40. play so play sets forty bucks. Yeah, that's fair enough. Yeah, play set for forty. Yeah. Sir. You know. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Cool. Oh, come yeah. on. I was I was supposed to do that, but I didn't. I was supposed to sell play sets, but you know, it's kind of like it's bad to not do that. If you're a store owner, you should sell play sets because otherwise you're just leaving money on the table. Because yeah. what's going to happen is you're going to crack all this product to fill your pre-orders, and then you're going to have all these common and commons, and they're just going to sit there and rot in your in your inventory. Yeah, like I, I would, I think forty's too high. Like obviously, if people are paying it, like from a business standpoint, it's not too high. If that's what the price is, then that's what the price is. But I feel like personally, for me, like I used to buy them all the time, but like as they started creeping up, like forty's just too high for me, uh, because like most of the stuff isn't playable. Like I'm, I'm actually now paying forty dollars for what, like a playset of the charms. And like maybe some of the like two twos for two that might see play in a deck, and you know what I mean. Like you're not you're not really purchasing like it it like most of the cards that are gonna you know retain value. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but like if I'm not gonna play, so, so my perspective on it is really simple. If I have no interest in or no capacity, rather both maybe uh to like draft a set every you know to draft a set like crazy like two three yeah. four five drafts or whatever like every week or every two weeks then like i'm not going to be able to collect a uh, play sets of these cards otherwise yeah of you know course, yeah. so like it just makes like i'm not going to bust packs like it just seems stupid so instead yeah. what i'm going to do is i'll you know get in on some of the pre-release cards that i know i'm going to use out of the gate and then you know slowly pick up the rares as they become reasonably priced and just buy my place out of the commons on common so i've got it yeah, and I guess like I guess if you're not going to pre-release that $40 from the pre-release is really yeah, way better spent on a play set of commons and uncommons. Yeah. But yeah. The, but, but every set always has some sleepers, right? Some of those all get better in other formats and stuff, so Yeah, yeah. but I don't I I think it's almost it's almost never like the same as what the value of those commons and uncommons are. Like there's what maybe one or two common uncommon sleepers that'll be worth anything. Well, like, if there's one Inquisition of Kozilek in here three years from now... There you go. That's what I paid yeah. for so, the yeah, entire in, set. In three years, yeah, then it's a good yeah, but, investment. But, um, but, but if I'm going to use them anyway, do you know what I'm saying? Like, if I... If, I mean, it's, it's $40, it's nothing. For? Like, what are you using, like... What are you using the 4-2 Flash Merfolk for six in? I don't know. Maybe I'm putting together your casual junk decks to teach my kids' friends how to play Magic. Yeah, okay, well then you could go to the library. <laughs> I think he's really, he's really reaching here. I'm, yeah. No, I'm totally I mean, reaching, but the bottom line is it doesn't matter. Like, it's, it's, their it cards matter, that I'm, I'm no! It matters to me, because what I'm well, saying is that... If I'm going to buy the Uncommons at a dollar or two dollars a piece, even if I'm going to get play sets but you're not going to buy them want, all. No, that's, I understand that, but even if I'm getting the ones that I want, even if I buy just the Cycle of Charms, and then let's just say they're a dollar a piece arbitrarily, then I'm like, 
there's like what five guilds, four char or five five charms, twenty. Yeah, you would so need I'm to like buy five anyway. more playsets and a dollar a piece to make your money, right? But like, yeah, but no. that's what I'm saying. Like, like the, I, charms, my... the charms are yeah, the charms are going to be a dollar each or maybe two. Some of the ones that are like value charms. Okay, but, but everything that's else 40... is trash. But that doesn't matter. The point is, like, for the same price, I just get all of the playsets of everything anyway. No, it's not the same price. It's tw- it's twenty dollars yeah. more. That's what I'm saying. I'd rather buy the charms for a dollar a piece, the ones that I'm actually going to use. No one's going to use fucking Dimir charm. I mean, you are, but I'm not. <laughs> like, Simic charm is okay. It's still terrible. Boros charm is the tits, right? Like, I'm not paying forty dollars for four Boros. No, I get it. But like, charms are just like charms is just an example, right? But like, it could be any card. All I'm all I'm saying is like, there is legitimate value in doing it that way. Um, maybe you're right. Maybe thirty dollars is like the value price. You know. But, I don't I think mean, I don't even think it's, I don't think it's about value when you buy a playset of common uncommons. I think it's about convenience. Yeah, it's like sure. it, the bottom line is is you have that it's a security blanket. It's like oh, I see this deck that just came out on the you know latest tournament circuit. I'm gonna just uh, go and I take need, these four commons yeah. that you know I have in my common uncommon yeah. playset instead of go digging through a box at yeah. some store and they're That's all taken it. from all the jewelry. Like, like it was annoying for me to pay two dollars for Stranglerute Geists. And it was annoying for me to have to pay a dollar for Avacyn's Pilgrims, right? Right. But that was because it was convenient. But paying $40 up front for a common and uncommon set is still worse than paying $4 for Avacyn's Pilgrims, is what I'm saying. I'm saying that the price point is not worth it to me. I understand you, it's worth yeah. it to you, but I'm saying it's not worth it to me for those okay. reasons. Sure. Because it's not... There's no value in it for that reason, and you're sure. trying to say that there is value. There's, there's no value, but there is a convenience fee. There's a convenience fee that you're paying. Yeah. yeah, which is valuable to some people. Yeah, yeah. It's valuable not to stress out over, like, if they're going to have the copies of the common yeah. company at the store or, you know. When I used to play a lot, I used to have a playset binder and I had playsets of anything that I would ever play. Yeah. So every time there was a place, every anytime there was a card that I might play, I would just buy a playset and put it in there. And then I could just build decks from it and I never had to worry about, oh, nowadays, like, you know. I don't play that much then. Plus, I have like an inventory to go to, I guess, yeah. which is totally different. But... I guess, I guess the way I used to look at it is like to get my playable commons and uncommons and a few rares and whatever. Like, I'd buy a box of product, right? So like, I buy a box, buy a box of product, and it's like you know, hundred bucks or whatever. And and I'm just like, I don't even get playsets of all the commons and uncommons. Like sometimes you have to spend more money. <laughs> sometimes to get you them. get like two like demure charms, and you're like, what the hell? Well, it, it was it was like like I bought a box of um. I bought a box of uh, uh, Dark Ascension, right? Mm-hmm. And I literally opened two tragic slips. Yeah, that's a common. Yeah, okay? no, yeah. Two tragic slips in the entire box. I'm like, this is stupid. And I got like six lingering souls, so that was cool. But like, you know, in, in the long run, it's fine. But it's just, it's frustrating when I want to play with these cards. I'm like, God, I just bought a box of this product. I can't fucking get a place out of these commons. Like, what the fuck? You know? So, I mean, it, it just makes more sense for me. Like, I there's a ton of bulk rares, like, there's just so bad value in opening like a single box of product. Like unless you're opening product by the case, you know, to complete sets. Like it's just so bad. Yeah, and we've talked about that a million times. Yeah, so don't listen. Why are you buying sealed product to try to get cards? That's stupid. Exactly. Don't so, ever do that, anyone. So that's when I made the move to buying playsets, and I haven't looked back, and it's like the best thing I ever did for myself. Okay, for people, for the for the budget conscious people, here's what you do if you need a place that are common uncommons. Wait till after drafting like, on a Friday night, <laughs> and just pick up the draft scraps. Like, people leave their draft decks, like, they, they're just like, oh, yeah, this deck was crappy. Like, boom, leave it on yep. the table, leave. It happens all the time. Just, yeah, you just go pick that up, and 
you will have your playset. You're probably missing like some of the stuff, but they leave crazy. Sometimes they leave rares in there. You pick yep. it up there like a pithing but, needle. Like, but even you know. then, like even if you're above that, because I am, uh, what you could do even still <laughs> is in, what you could do instead of that stupid plan is you could spend forty dollars on this common and uncommon playset, and then you could spend sixty dollars on some sweet rares, and then you could spend none dollars on buying a box of sealed product of shit. That's what you should be doing. You should never buy boxes for a hundred dollars ever for no reason. Thanks for selling this. For me there, but. <laughs> but now but I'm the, selling all of your common and uncommon, and I'm selling Sal. all your singles for you. Here's the thing, Sal. You know no, this but... just like I know this, right? People who buy boxes are not listening to us. They don't no. care what we say. No, they're just we like I say, like opening packs, and the they like opening packs. Yeah. You, know? you could tell them if you open they that box, not opening fucking sweet rares because they're. You could tell them if you open that box, you're gonna get deadly disease and die, and then they'll be like, "How much is it?" Yeah. <laughs> do I get a discount? Do I, dice. do I definitely get the disease? Does it kill me right away? Or is it long and messy? Yeah. yeah. Fuck. Let's face it. None of us are making any fiscally responsible no. decisions by this buying is... cardboard no. and, uh, and playing with it. I mean, Agree. me and Sal are, but the, yeah, rest of course, of course. Guys, <laughs> the rest of you guys are not being fiscally responsible. Yeah. Right? And even then, I'm sure if you guys invested in something more than magic cards, then, you know, you'd probably make a lot more money a lot faster. Yeah, but it's all about the community, right, Sal? That's fucking right, man. That's right. All about the community. And a little bit of the profit. <laughs> a little bit of the profit. We gotta, we gotta stay fed. We gotta stay fed. Yeah, of course. As long as, as long as you pay your bills, you pay your, your employees, you pay the rent, everything's fine. So there you go. Chicka chicka. All right, Sal. Is there anyone else that you want to uh, you want to mention? You want to give a quick shout out to? Yes, sir. John Stern. I mentioned him before, but I'd like to talk about him again. He's a great guy. And uh, when you, I was at the GP in Atlantic City, and when he won, like. Or it was at 13 and 0 at one point. We were all ecstatic. I was like going crazy. I couldn't believe it was so well. And then he, he ends up winning it. It's like, wow. Like the exposure. <laughs> the exposure. Concert. <laughs> and then uh, the following week, he came to the store and he handed me his uh, GP trophy. Wow. And I got it, yeah, and now I got it on the shelf with the rest of them. I got I got uh, John's GP Atlantic State trophy, uh, Alex Saints Pro Tour Barcelona trophy. Along with his um, his World Cup qualifier national champion medal, and, and I also have uh, Jazar Lars uh, Canadian national champion trophy from 2010. Wow, so it's a pretty it's a pretty cool shelf. Wow, that's that's pretty it's pretty sick. It's sick, yeah, yeah, yeah. How about you put a trophy on that shelf, KYT? I knew you were going to say that, too. That's all I Stop messing around with these boggles and play a real deck, man. Oh, John, I missed you. (laughs) Nice. All right. Well, thanks, everybody, for being a part of the show. I guess we'll call it a night. Um, Anything else? Any guys want to quickly throw in? Or uh, can we... Shout out to... All right, we are now recording. Go ahead. Hey, everybody. Welcome to episode 113 of the 18th. Wait, it's 115, isn't it? <laughs> Damn it. All right, let's try that again. Kyle, edit that out. Is it 113? 
Yeah, you got it right. Okay. Oh, yeah. man! Double damage. Alright. Especially since we just fucking told you that ten seconds ago. That it was yeah, 113. Yeah, I, I got it confused in my head. I was under so much pressure, you know? God. <laughs> <laughs> Dyslexia right, is a hell of a bitch. Yeah, okay.